Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What do you get when you cross a know-it-all newspaper columnist with an awkward, unsophisticated everyman? Yeah, uh, well, I'm just not sure about that right now. Welcome to Couch and the Room. Welcome to Couch in the Rue, presented by SkyMint Premium Cannabis, inspiring all of us to feel better, look better, smell better, just be better people, but mostly feel better every damn day of our lives. And our Thursday night show, brought to you by our friends at the Firekeepers Casino and iCasino and Sportsbook. Download the Firekeepers iCasino and Sportsbook app today. Play the games we play with us. We'll get into our games we're betting this weekend momentarily next weekend. You, or not next weekend, next Thursday night, you can join us at Firekeepers at Dacey's Sportsbook at Firekeepers in Battle Creek, right off 94 there, for a, a live show. We're going to be at Firekeepers Casino next Thursday night, September 15th, and uh, you can come up, hang with us, bet on the NFL game. Uh, we'll, we'll hang for a bit. It'll be a good time. I'm really looking forward to it, and uh, if you've never had the live sportsbook experience, this is a good chance to do it at Dacey's down at Firekeepers. Uh, Jason, how you doing, man? What's up, buddy? Yeah, that's going to be fun next week, right? A little Twitter question action. A yeah. gambling. I'm going to sprinkle around. I'm going to bet way too much on that NFL game. I can feel it now. A lot of live betting, you know? Well, yeah. Because it's not what like... We, what, it's, what else are we going to do? Right. It's not a full NFL slate either. So, you know, it, it, you know it's Brown Steelers, and I'm going to be all over the over the Browns. I think it's Brown Steelers, right? Yeah, yeah. Double check that. But... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna overbet the game and it'll be it'll be tremendous. I think there's a college game as well. Um, well, I'll probably bet baseball. There'll be some late baseball game. I'll have tickets on. It'll be it'll be tremendous. You know, Jordan just messaged me. He's like, "Are you guys doing a show during Thursday night football? Don't you make your own schedule?" I'm like, "Yeah, I think he's right." But you know, we we have to do it tonight, right? Yeah. Even though football's back, we, we're always gonna do a uh, our, Thursday night's our show. I know. So, the NFL can, you know, move its own damn schedule, right? I mean, yeah, the Queen dies and the Premier League's going to stop. So, you know, gone too soon. Am I right? Couch in the room is happening, and yeah, yeah. You, you hear what the Irish were chanting? No, it the soccer games in in, in Ireland or some. Was, I don't know if it was in Ireland. It was in Ireland. Hooligans. They were chanting "Lizzie's in a box." That's how much they hate the Queen in Ireland. That's a horrible chant. That's not a good chant, then. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, it's it, it, it's who's Lizzie? More like Al- Finn Lizzie, Queen Elizabeth. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> tacky, I guess. Yeah, it's it's not great. I, you know, I <laughs> my uh, I do know that having been around my buddy Scott Powers and other uh, very diehard Irishmen um, and listen to a lot of Irish Republican Army music, which I do enjoy, um, I, I do know the other side of things. And what's funny is at my wedding, my grandma, who was no longer, I mean, she's still somewhat with it at that stage. And she knew my, my buddy Scott, who's giving this speech. Um, she knew he was an Irishman, and he said something about the Queen or something. <laughs> and she just raised her fist at him in the middle of the speech. It was, you say, it was Lizzie's fantastic. in a box. He, he didn't quite give that, but it was, uh, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was fantastic. So, yeah, so come out uh, Thursday night, though, and, and, and support us. Um, and, you know, we always appreciate the way you support our sponsors. We're also on Patreon now, so if you're not in state or you want to support us in other ways, uh, go to patreon.com slash couch in the rube and uh, you can support us there if you feel like doing so. The show is going to stay free. That's not that's not an issue. But uh, nine ninety nine a month. <laughs> we'll start getting to that shit. The LSJ does ninety nine cents for four months, and then we just hammer you with seventy nine ninety nine. It's more than that. Seven hundred ninety nine. Yeah, you don't even know what's coming. Um, oh shit! All right. Should we? Uh, should we, as we do each Thursday night, we begin with what we are betting this weekend. And I got to say. The Queen, uh, I think she did bail me out of my Brighton bets, I, I, which I gave out the other night, Brighton at, at, at Burnmouth, because after that, Brighton lost its coach and its entire coaching staff to Chelsea. Like, I no longer liked that bet. I'd already made it most places, uh, and I, you know, so I, I was not able to really cash it out. It was a parlay of that sort, and so um, very – I mean, I don't want to say I'm grateful to the Queen, but she um, – so they're not going to play these games because she died? Because she died. It's a big deal in England. What, what they don't realize in England is that the Premier, Premier League soccer is no longer an English sport. It's an American sport. It's a Swedish sport. It's a worldwide sport. We, you don't own that. We, we pay for it with our TV contract anymore. You don't get to keep Let it local. Let me ask you. Biden dies tonight. Do they still play games on Sunday? I think they do, right? I mean. Mm, well, no, they don't. You're right. But, well, it, it, no, they won't. I say we still play. They they wouldn't they wouldn't play him. Good old Joe would want us to play, right? Well, it it, it you know it would be an interesting. They they always regretted playing them after Kennedy was shot in '63, and so that was a huge well. I'm not mistake. saying he gets shot, right? Jesus, but, but we haven't had another situation of any sort of similarity. And so, like after 9/11, there was just no question. And and I think anybody who is immature, and this is where you know you've grown up, because I'm 21 years old at 9/11, and we've had this discussion. I'm going to raise my hand. I know what you're going to say. Yep. The first thought was, I don't, I don't even want to say it. it's so horrible. I'll say it. I said they better play fucking football on Sunday. Oh my god! Yep. But, and then my roommate goes, "Dude, there's still like bodies in the buildings." I was like, "Oh yeah, I guess so." Was Man. not was not a great so first thought. I came you know, back around, but yeah, that was my first thought. You, you, yeah, you you know when you're immature when that's your first thought. And Sorry, I haven't experienced a nine eleven <laughs> before. I didn't know how to handle it. Well, what was, in, what was interesting about back then is that obviously it was a Tuesday morning, and I remember. Going to a high school football game, Sexton at Grand Ledge, that Friday with my dad. I was home that week. It was the only week I was really home all year. And it was really cathartic. It was. It felt great. It felt right. And it would have been okay to play, I think, the football games, the, the college football games that Saturday. But you didn't know it Tuesday. Because by the weekend, you kind of needed something. Um, and the NFL certainly wasn't going to play. And once the NFL wasn't going to play, colleges weren't going to play. So, um, but yeah, I mean, in England, I, I get it. She's been in, she's been there since 1952. It's a huge reign. 
Right. It's a big deal. She's been honored enough throughout her, what, 96 <laughs> years or whatever, right? I mean, I mean, the problem. on. No, the problem is it just most uh, a good chunk of Premier League fans aren't in England anymore, don't live in England. So that we don't are, we're like, wait a sec, what? You're not going to play the games? <laughs> my bets. What about my bets? What about, you know, so that's, um, that's sort of where that is. So, uh, but, um, we have other games presented by the Firekeepers, uh, I Casino and Sportsbook app. What are you betting this weekend? Well, uh, you need to help me with the U.S. Open and not via text like I did yesterday with Francis. Ty- is it TFO? TIFO. TFO. TFO. I and I, I text Graham. I go, do you think he can win it all? He goes, eh, it's kind of opened up a little bit. And that's all I got. So people ask always, if you guys really talk off the air, that's why. Because we don't. Because <laughs> that's what I get back from Graham. I got to say, though. U.S. guy, where he's at right now, Carlos Alcarez, those guys played a crazy match. What Was it last night or the other night? So I, he's plus 160, Graham. To win it all? or next, No, next just to match. win the next match against Carlos Alcarez. No, I, I, at this point I like him because he's got momentum. He's playing really well. You're getting plus money, plus 160. I kind of like to sprinkle. It's going to be tomorrow at 7.15. You're yeah. done with work. Get some Sky Mint. No, it, it's, a, it's a great Friday uh, Friday night activity. It really it really is. Um, I love watching tennis on TV. That's why I wish we had like an Andy Roddick, and this is Francis Tiafo, TFO. Now we have a U.S. guy actually playing. I think more people will watch now, right? Yeah, and, and that's, I mean, it's, it's, there's no question. A night match of the U.S. Open is just tremendous. Awesome. It's just tremendous. Why Serena was so, so much fun. Too. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and it goes way back. And, and um, I can't pronounce his name, but the guy playing Rude, who who just beat Kyrgios? Aaron uh, Kakachinov. Kakachinov, um, who's got the the cute wife who they kept flashing to. You know, if you got a cute wife, you got a storyline, right? They just kept flashing to her in the box. And his his name's Karen. Karen, yeah, and he's Russian, and yeah. they wasn't even allowed to play at Wimbledon. Um, but anyway, I, I really like the way he played against Kyrgios. I thought he was impressive. So I, I think it's 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 a wide open field. That's what I was trying to say. Like it's not a bad bet because it's wide open. That's what I was trying to say, and I didn't say it very. I know well. we're gonna get to Kyrgios later, but I mean, Jesus. Yeah, we'll, that guy just get in his own head or what? We'll, we'll get into that in the Twitter yeah. questions. We'll also get into, I mean, the MSU basketball. Yeah, there's eight hundred. We should out. probably get to it. There's a, there's a lot of stuff that that, that came out uh, uh, today, and 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 so and I mean, it, it's a, it's a tough schedule. It's a brutal MSU basketball schedule. But yeah, Tom, you want to just pump the brakes just a tad? Well, it's the Big Ten part of it that like the January stretch is just insane, and then right. and then you can argue in late February it's tough too. Although I don't know if the Big Ten is going to be as good. This year, so maybe it, it seems worse because we have this memory of the Big Ten. The game I am all on this weekend, and this is after talking to resident Ball State expert Phil Friend. I'm taking Western Michigan minus six and a half at Ball State. I think Ball State is not that good. I, you know, it's inside of a touchdown. It's on the road, which I don't love. Um, but I am, I am all about the Broncos at the Cardinals. That is my, uh, that is my big Ball State expert play of the week. <laughs> but he went there. <laughs> And so he roots for them, so he knows when they're shit. Now sometimes he's too down on them, um, but I, I think he's he's pretty confident that they're they're not very good. So I am all about uh, Western Michigan minus six and a half at Ball State. That's what I'm betting this weekend. Presented by Firekeepers I Casino and Sportsbook app. Are you ready to dig into these groovy donut Twitter questions? Let's do it, my friend. Eric Schultz up first. Western Michigan seemed to bring pressure on every passing down, and Thorne didn't do much over the middle on shallow crossing routes nor did he utilize the tight end or running back as a check down. Uh, was that his fault, Johnson's, or both? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it's a little of both because the plays they were running were – they were trying to do a lot of things. And we talked about this with – I think it was Nick Baumgartner. We had this discussion about all the different things they were trying to do. And I don't know I – mean, it, it seemed like they were trying to move quickly. They were trying to do some interesting things with the tight ends, some of it which worked. And maybe they were trying to do too much. I also think Thorne just missed on some over-the-middle stuff. I mean, he was – that's where most of his stuff where he sailed some passes were. So – um it's a good it's a it's a good question. Um it's it's something to pay attention to right now because I Thorne look, Thorne needs a game where he's impressive, I think. Now he really needs it against Washington. But I, I think a game where he looks crisp and you know, and, and, and I'll give the kid the benefit of the doubt too, that the idea that you're playing against your dad in a game that's been hyped forever, I can understand being a little amped up and not uh not precise. Next one from Eric. Saturday's the first time we see the new tailgate start times in effect. I know you won't be there that early, but do you expect there will be cars lined up to get into the lots at 7 a.m.? Wait, 7 a.m. is for the 4 p.m. games, too? I didn't, I didn't realize it was quite that. If it's that early for the 4 o'clock, um, that's impressive. Um, I, I Look, I think there will be some people that want to get there at the beginning. What, what's interesting about this is I was talking to um, when, when I was talking to Alan Haller last, he said out of the Michigan game last year where there was just all that congestion, and I mean, we obviously remember it. We did the Skyman tailgate that day, and, and then yep. I was trying to get to the stadium was was and got out and walked quite a way and got dropped off. And um, it that was though the the day that they realized, wait a second, why is there this much congestion? Now part of it was all these confluence of things happening together in terms of the Michigan game, the number of people that descended on campus, the 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 tailgates with the pregame TV shows and all that stuff. But some of it was. They don't believe they allowed people to get to campus early enough. And it wasn't just the tailgates. It's just opening up the campus for people earlier could have alleviated some of that sort of mass of, of, of people at once. And so 7 a.m. for a 4 o'clock game? Yeah, though? I can't remember if that's, that's right. But either way, that's some people want to get there all day. And you want to chill and relax. And, and hey, you, like want to, you want to take the stress out of, out of driving you know, and out of, out of traffic. You get there. You chill. You got your camper. You got your setup. If you got someplace to take a nap, it's not so bad. <laughs> Dominic next. Will you have Harry pick the Minnesota Vikings game every gambling show this season? I want to see something. Yeah. Sure. I, we have to throw a, the Vikings game in every week. Now. We will now, though. I mean, at this point with Harry, I've got to, no matter who they're I mean, playing. He's gone deep on the Vikings. He is all about the Vikings. It's it's her cousins for MVP. It's quite tremendous. Holy shit. It's, I don't know what. <laughs> I mean, I trust Harry. You know, he's a professional gambler, I guess. Yeah, he lives it, the life, so he. He might be right. Yeah, uh, it, it just feels a little. Uh, it feels like he's just gotten a little bit of an obsession here. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, it's yeah. Dominic next with this one. Graham Graham once had a take that he hated people who quote tweeted using the word this. Graham the other day quote tweeted Nicole Arbach's tweet and said this. Why won't Graham practice what he preaches? I am, that would ruin the bit. Yeah, I'm nothing if not a hypocrite, but I. I, I try to. Every once in a while, I get overly excited. And, and, did you and use the finger down? Too? I did not. I just said this, and then I had a bunch of other other things. I said a bunch of other things. My office for the day, and then take a picture. I'm pretty good at uh, – well, the athletics ruined that. I'm actually back on my office for the day because the athletic – I wouldn't see it just the athletic, but it's the athletic, and anybody who's like Gen, Gen Z does the pin drop you know, thing. If you do the pin drop, you can do my office for the day. It's the same shit. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I apologize. 
Next one from Dominic. Is there value here? MSU minus 10,000 money line versus Akron. I know you didn't get that in the Firekeepers Eye Casino and Sportsbook cap. I don't know where you found that. If, some, if somebody's offering you a 10,000 money line, usually you would say there's no value in it because there's too much risk for making almost no money. But, yeah. I'm gonna, to win I, 100 bucks. I mean, you'd have to 10K? put you'd have to put more than 10k to win 100, right? 10,000 10, is 10, wait. Oh shit! I thought you would know the math. Fuck. I didn't know it was up to me. Here, I'll play some lads for you. Yeah. So, so wait, a hundred dollar bet. I think you would Yeah, yeah, yes. There's value. Just, just take there's it. No fucking value. You can't lose. What are you talking about no one's taking that bet. You can't lose. All right, uh, Dominic. When did uh, when do Groovy Donuts, Caramel Apple Cider Donuts come back? Funny you should ask, Dominic. They are back this week, right now. Fall flavors starting uh, today, uh, this Sunday. These are um, you know pumpkin spice, apple cider, caramel apple, Bismarcks. Great stuff at Groovy Donuts. Go to GroovyDonuts.com to place your order today. Make Groovy Donuts part of your tailgate, um, or go to either location on Lake Lansing Road in East Lansing or in Williamston. Max Christian's up next for both of you. If you could add any former Spartan football player from any team in 1998 to present to this year's team, who would you add and why? Any team. Well, so what does this year's team miss? Before last week, I would have said somebody like a Julius, a Julian Peterson, right? Yes. Like a guy who's just a dominant edge rusher. Maybe MSU has that, and, and, and so we don't know that yet. Um, but they certainly were, they, you know, had more sacks than anybody in the country last week. Denard. That's the guy I would start to think maybe yeah. dark quest Denard. Cause you know, you can say, well, Charles Rogers, but they look they like wideouts. They, they got wideouts and you can say, you know, well, TJ Duckett, well, they got, it looks like they got running backs. I, I, if you were to add an elite corner, I think it would change that defense a little bit. I don't know that there's a quarterback who's substantially better than Thorne to the point that that would be the position you would find the difference in so i i think you would probably go probably with uh darquez denard max with this one per your article graham how does the football program look different today if the 12 team playoff had been around the past 20 plus years so this is going to be our cosmic fries question of the day presented by hopcat by the way hopcat best damn beer bar uh mouth-watering award-winning burgers uh jason and i are going out early next week we're getting uh comp the uh a meal and the the paint thorn like that you know we'll leave a tip well we, we will we'll leave a tip but we're excited about our our, our peyton thorn burgers date yeah. out at uh out of hopcat uh a great selection of local craft beer it's one of the things they do very well there they have a carefully curated craft beer featuring local partners so every um every hopcat feels like a local place including the one in east lansing tons of tvs to watch the game grab a pint with friends uh if you're looking for a place uh, to watch the Michigan State game or or any games this weekend or any weekend. So to Max's question uh, about the um, – so I did a column basically looking at the – if the college football playoff that's about to be in place, no later than 2026, probably 2024 as they're trying to work it out, 12 teams, top four division champions or conference champions get the buys in the top four seeds if – that was in place since the beginning of the BCS in 1998. How Michigan State would have, how many times they would have gone, how they would have fared, and Michigan State would have been in six of them. They would have been there in 99, that season, 2010, 2013, 14, 15, and 21. And um, 
So it, it, and I think one of the things that's happened with the four-team playoff, and I'm not saying Alabama wouldn't have been good under Nick Saban or Clemson. The timing of Clemson's rides worked great for them as the playoff came about. I'm not saying any of these programs wouldn't be good, but it has helped them be more exclusive by being in this exclusive club. It sort of fed itself in terms of recruiting. And I think as not just Michigan State, but a number of programs, TCU would have been an eight of these things and a huge stretch between 2008 and 2015. And maybe they don't fall off. Like, I think it would have changed. I think there'd be more parity in college football. I think it would have changed the perception of, of certain programs. Everybody would have had their point where a coach stopped winning and, and you had to bring in a new guy. And I don't know if that would have changed everything with Michigan State. But I do think there are a couple Michigan State teams in that stretch that would have had a chance to compete for a national title, and that can change how a, a, a team is perceived. Now, you know, Tennessee, for example, is, is still viewed as a shit show, even though they won a national title in the late 90s. So while I think the 1999 team that beat Florida, um, a Florida team that, that barely lost a, a national champion, Florida State, at the end of the season, that Michigan State team with all those pros – Plaxico Burress, TJ Duckett, Julian Peterson, all those guys, that team could have played with anybody at the end of the year. 2013, we all know that story with the Rose Bowl. They would have actually been the three seed and had a bye. And um, and then 2014 is sneaky. That's, you know, Alabama was not what they were in 15. That team, and you look at the bracket there, I think the 2014 Michigan State team uh, may have actually had a, a tremendous, a tremendous chance. But uh, it would, yeah, if they had won one of those, especially in the last decade, um, or or won some games against the Alabamas of the world and things like that, it, it might have changed perception. Expat up next. I read your article on the MSU teams that would have made the expanded 12-team playoff, and one thing stuck out. No team should have to play a conference rematch in the first round if it's avoidable. Has there uh, been any talk of seeding the playoff to avoid uh, this? And while I understand further research would need to be done, can you go back and reseed it with this caveat in mind? <laughs> so and that's a good question because last year, if there had been a 12-team playoff, Michigan State would have opened on the road at Ohio State. And, like, well, th- th- nobody wanted that. <laughs> like well, that. it's been fun being here. Yeah. I mean, nobody might as well not have a playoff, right? So, and, But on the flip side of that, 99, Michigan State would have opened on the road at Michigan, 9 versus 8. That would have been kind of fun. You know, and that was – that was those were pretty equally matched teams. I think Michigan State was even a little better. Tom Brady on the on the Michigan side. Um, so yeah, I, I, there are that is something to consider. Um, what it, if you could avoid those type, sort of rematches? I don't know if that stuff will be taken into account. I haven't heard one peep about it. Gideon up next. Which of the six hypothetical past MSU playoff berths from your column do you think is the most exciting to watch? Yeah, I mean. I, I just mentioned Michigan State, Michigan in 99 that would have started that and a team that I think would have had a chance. And, and obviously we've talked about 13, but give me 2014 because 2014, Michigan State actually would have had a home game, which I think would have been thrilling for people is the seven or eight seed. They're technically the eight seed based on the standings, but if you remember Mississippi State jumped them at the last second without playing a game, that was a weird thing. I don't know if the committee would have done that without bowl considerations. Um, so, But it, it would have been Ole Miss – or Arizona coming to East Lansing in December, dude. Should we have Eblin redo these games like on the radio call, <laughs> like he did with the college or the NBA one? I think you just gave him a great idea. Uh, that would be tremendous. Uh, and then if they won that game, they would have played Alabama. And again, Alabama in fourteen did not win the national championship. Lost to an Ohio State team that was, you know, maybe a little bit better than MSU, but not considerably. But like that would have been a game. 
MSU versus Alabama in the quarters. And if you know, I think that that MSU team would you know in the, it would would have played Ohio State maybe again in the semis if they'd gotten there. Who knows? But that to me would have been a really entertaining that great offense they had that year. Really good team that lost on that uh, when J, JT Barrett had that amazing game at Spartan Stadium was was the reason Ohio State beat them. So 2014 is the answer to that question. Gideon up next. Miami's the original, but what's the best turnover gimmick around today? My favorites are the UNLV's turnover slot machine and Oregon State's turnover chainsaw. I got to say, I saw the slot machine. That was pretty sweet. That is pretty sweet. Yeah. Something original like that is great. And something that fits who you are, your brand. But you can't do it multiple games. You got to switch it up throughout the season, I think. Because the turnover chain, it just sometimes it might get old, right? Especially if you lose a game. Well, that's the key. To me, the turnover chain, it, it works if you're ahead. The turnover chain in a game. <laughs> you down three touchdowns. It's, not, it's not great. Yeah. So, But I, I know right now I think you're right on UNLV. Gideon with this one. Thoughts on Pat McAfee joining game day? I think he'll be great. He could take up Corso's mantle. So Corso played a different role, I think, but I, I think McAfee's entertaining. I think he'll do well. Is um, Corso gone then? I don't think so, but I do wonder if they're adding a piece, if they're well, they had to. They added it after week zero and one, yeah, right? I do. So I, all of a sudden, you're just hiring McAfee out of nowhere. I do wonder if they're lessening his role, if they're going to have him up there less. Just have him do tape stuff and bring yeah. him out on the set if you want for picks. I mean, it's not. we all get old. It blows. Yeah, but, we, we, we've given you the solution. Just, yeah. just do it. Uh, Max Spade. Who's more to blame for the current state of the Tigers, Alavila, Chris Illich, or Mike Illich? I'm thinking specifically about Cabrera's oversized contract. I've I've heard enough about Cabrera's contract. I mean, the Tigers got their return on their their investment with Cabrera. Totally. I mean, and there's no salary cap. He's not hurting any salary cap. The Tigers just paid him, and they got what they wanted out of him, especially they got at the end with the 500 and the 3,000th hit thing. So I blame Illich. Chris Illich. Well, yeah, Mike Illich is dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he was still alive, he would fire money out. Yeah, I, I think Chris Illich is, is the crux of it. Because Alavila, while I don't think he was, you know, Alavila is Dave Warner to me. Boo. In, a, in other words, I don't know that he's horrible if you give him everything he needs. But he's not somebody who's going to do a lot with less, you know. And and so, like, if he had Mike Illich money, I'm not sure Alavila would have been awful. You know what I mean? If he could have kept all those guys, maybe he would have been awful. I don't know. His I, trades. I, I think the tone set by by Chris Illich sucks, and it, it pisses me off. And and I just hate the the trickle down. Like when it was uh, when it was Jonathan Scope last year, and they they signed him to a new two year fifteen million dollar deal, and yeah. all the talk was like, we're just grateful Chris Illich let us spend this money. It's like what the fuck, man? Like really? Like well, that? you know, Miggy's contract. Uh, I, I, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm just yeah. I've had enough of hearing about it. I mean, who cares? Uh, Max Spade. Was the Javi Baez signing the worst in baseball this year? And what Detroit sports free agent signing left you the most jaded when it was all said and done? Baez is pretty bad because to me, I mean, you, you could have done what you could have gotten out of a minor leaguer what he's given you. His throw to home plate the other day was just unbelievable. Like the force out and he missed the catcher completely. Yeah. Well, he can like, make the fuck, he can make the amazing play once in a while, but he just he doesn't make he misses so many routines. Winging at balls that like hit the dirt before. Yeah. yeah. No, you know, he, like what? You could you could have got a guy for five hundred k that was does what he does. We're, okay, worst Detroit free agent signing though, or, or the one that's left you most jaded, that maybe you were excited about and just turned it turned to shit. Pistons, Tigers, Red Wings, right. Lions. Well, the the Allen Iverson thing that was a disaster. I loved AI, and I thought 
somehow he could maybe squeeze a little bit of old AI out. So that was a little bit because that was a trade, right? Yeah, I think so. it was a trade at that point. You know, the 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 Ben Gordon Charlie Vill, Villanueva. But you Charlie knew that Villanueva. was dead when you heard that combo, though. Right? Yeah, when it was announced, you're like, oh, I don't know. That was what, a lot of money. Yeah, what pissed me off was that was what they spent on, and it was the idea that you 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 try to get free agent room to do that like yeah. that that was annoying i'm trying to think if there's a there's a lion because you know when you look at like the quarterbacks they've signed and and, and things like you go back even to scott mitchell they're, they're i mean they're good times if you, you know if yancey Thingpen doesn't drop a pass in the end zone against the green bay packers that 95 lions team who knows who knows they get that home game in the playoff um so yeah that might be i mean trey flowers maybe recently josh smith um yeah i mean there have been there have been a few but there haven't been a ton that have left me overly. Um, yeah, it's more about gambling for me now. So and like that's Juan, how I build and like, my spite. Juan Gonzalez was was didn't work out, but it was exciting for a minute, you know. So I don't, I don't, I didn't feel. Yeah, jaded. but we appreciate Juan Gonzalez because he turned down our offer back that's when true. we were younger and we thought there was a salary cap and we're like, oh my god, a hundred million dollars. He turned it down, like a hundred and forty or something. Uh, Max Spade. Uh, oh, did A.J. Hinch intentionally tap the brakes in order to get Alavila fired? I don't think you could with this team. If you, I don't think you can puppeteer this team quite like that. Having uh, Cody Clemens pitch three times a season. I would love it if he was playing chess at that level. What would have been great is if the second he got fired, Hinch started doing something radically different and they started winning. That would have been incredible. Yeah. But that's not what happened. That'd be great. Uh, last one for Max. What kind of out-of-control hair looks worse on a guy? Eyebrow, nose, ear, beard? back or other i there are a number of ways to go on this and, and i've been guilty of a couple of them um but back to me back hair i don't know but what are you you're not hugging a dude i'm just saying like i would have to go with ear because if hair's yeah. growing out of there there's there's other yeah. problems yeah yeah yeah. i That's mean a good point eyebrow whatever unibrow nose hair i have that sometimes i hate yeah. that but ear what starts getting in the ear Start worrying about a beard. I don't know. Uh, Jay Riemenschneider next. Are we saying all writers should thank you, Graham, for calling Mel Tucker boring because now you get more engaged interaction and entertaining personality with him? Yes. <laughs> next one from Jay. What's up with all the Power 5 teams visiting lower level NC State and East Carolina, Pitt at Western Michigan, Maryland at Char- uh, Charlotte, Virginia Tech at Old Dominion, Vandy at Hawaii, plus North Carolina at App State, and Georgia State. Doesn't it feel uh, like more than usual, especially for the first three weeks? It does, and and I wonder if, you know, I don't know if this had anything to do with pandemic and contracts. and, and sc- One of the things that I do remember when Michigan State did that celebrate the state thing and they, they played at Central and at Western. They're supposed to play at Eastern, but um, that didn't wind up happening. But those deals were actually better for Michigan State than any buy contract. So it was those were like three for one. So you got to know the the deal, the contract. And I'm surprised Michigan State doesn't still do it more often because when they usually bring Western Michigan in, my guess is and I haven't seen the deal, but Western Michigan got at least a million dollars, one point two probably for playing at Spartan Stadium last week. When they did that three for one deal, it was basically like you get you know you get the gate receipt, and I don't remember all the particulars, but. Michigan State got Western for almost nothing in their house three times just to go there once and have the stadium be half their fans. It was the best financial deal ever. And so some of these schools have realized. I also think there's some scheduling power play stuff. It, scheduling is hard. And some of these schools 
have put their foot down and said, look, we'll come to you. Because sometimes what happens is a place like Pitt is looking for a game. And Western Michigan says, we'll come to you. We'll, we'll fill that this year because you need it this year. But you've got to bring it back to us. And so sometimes there's, you know, and certain schools don't have as much uh, ability just to throw money around and do whatever they want. And Pitt is one of those schools. Maryland, Vandy, these are these are places that can't do it as, as, uh, as often. So that's why it happens. I think it's really cool when it does. Next one from Jay. Did you guys used to watch Martin when you were in middle school? Middle school, early high school? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Middle school in living color. I forget when Friday night TV used to be great. And the, my dad would go out until Sunday and leave us 20 bucks for Hungry Howie. So we got to watch it all. I, I loved it. My parents, it's one of the last things they tried to fight me on. And so I must have been 13, 14. Um, they did not like me watching Martin for whatever reason. Parents just don't understand. <laughs> I right. watch that too. But. <laughs> But like, and so I would go over to my buddy Mike Horton's house, and watch Martin, and uh, you know, you, you you just at that age you have a friend. He lived in the neighborhood. They couldn't they couldn't control it. They hated it. They couldn't control it. It's the end of kind of controlling what you watch to any degree, and um, it was it was tremendous. But like, Martin was a big deal. Like I had to watch Martin, and yet, I love my it. parents hated it. I still love watching it here and there. Uh, Steve. Do you play casino games on the Firekeepers iCasino and Sportsbook app? Favorites? I do. I play blackjack. That's my that's my jam. Um, and you know it, it's not a it's something I try not to do too often because otherwise you, you you spend a lot of time on it. But uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of blackjack. Just just period. You play any? That's uh, my jam. So, no. <laughs> Can we fix that in post? No. All right. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, Steve Beckman. I avoid uh, avoid gambling on week one of college and the NFL because there are too many unknowns. Your comments on Tuesday that you need to lose week one so you can learn and pay attention should be in, in an ad for 1-800-GAMBLER. <laughs> that said, should I fade your NFL picks this weekend or sit it out? I wouldn't fade them because we just don't know. Um, yeah, we have no idea. I would take the points this weekend with, with NFL. You mean the, the scrap the, points where you see them, the home like, the home dog, so to speak. Yeah, them saying, yeah. and like other. I just I just think it's going to be a crazy week one. But yeah, I'm saying like if you can do some parlays and lose the minimal amount and still learn something this weekend, that's, I would still do that because I mean for me personally, it keeps me interested. Yeah, that's you know? what I would do. I would do you know several twenty dollar two team parlay type deals that you know, even pay several, fifty you bucks. Could, yeah, you could yeah, do. Yeah. You know, one or two, I guess. Yeah, keep yourself, keep have some fun, learn some things, or just do a number of like ten, fifteen dollar bets, small, small time stuff. That I'm not know. saying you don't, you don't have to bet money you don't have. Right, you don't want to do that. Right, right, yeah. One. But 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 you but if you have action, you pay attention. So that's what I would if I if I was looking to learn, I would I would, I mean, bet what you think is going to happen, but just keep it at, at reasonable amounts. Bo McJunkins up next. Does MSU have any other pass plays in the playbook other than deep routes? I say this jokingly, but where are the completions over the middle and the mid-range pass game? Yeah, you know, they do, obviously. Um, but they the mid-range pass game was not great. And it wasn't just not great because they didn't call it. It wasn't great because they didn't execute it. And um, and I think this is something we'll see this week. Akron's defense is not good. They got outgained by St. Francis. They gave up 436 yards last week. They gave up a number of longer drives. Um, Akron has a couple play. Their quarterback's not a bad playmaker, not a bad player. They've got a running back transfer from Minnesota, who's I think is pretty decent. Uh, uh, but they don't have a line that's any good. They have a receiver transfer from Pitt, who's okay, had a good game. Um, but again, they they don't have a line. Um, 
and defensively they're 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 suspect. Bo McJunkins. Should coaches who run jet sweeps to the short side with the tight end have to hold a sign on Frandor promoting Michael Patrick Shields? Great questions. <laughs> it, it, there should be some sort of thing. Like it was, it was a bad play. I mean, I get that. Uh, you can tell Jay Johnson is excited to have three functional tight ends, and he wants to do all sorts of not just functional. I think really good tight ends, and he wants to do different things with the offense. And I think that's part of it. They got to the game and. It, it was. It felt like they almost had too much in the in the in the in the script, and they got to simplify that, and they got to figure out what works best. And you also you want to get people involved, and you want to do that again this week, but you don't worry about making people happy when you go to Washington. You worry about winning the game. Bo McJunkins, athletes scrubbing teams from so from social media is this the most annoying new trend? It's childish. Yeah, I mean it's kind of weird if you're not leaving it like just to show you're angry. You know, if you're if you're doing it, leave. That's my thing. If you're if you're gonna do it, you know, okay, you're done with that team, but don't do it just to like pout without just saying what you're mad about. Right. Grow up. I mean, do you put it back on if you're back on the team, or what? How does that work? Yeah, and you didn't even leave the team half the time. Just just don't do it. Just you know, I mean, just yeah. Delete the app first, and don't let your life be seen just through social media like that. Uh, if that's your first instinct, then get rid of your phone. Don't be young. Don't be young. That's great. Boach McJungans with this one. Will Brian Kelly be successful at LSU or a massive failure? It's unfair to say LSU is an elite team this year, but culturally it seems like a bad fit. Like I think Brian Kelly's a great coach. Yes. He was great at Grand Valley. He was great at CMU. He's great at Cincinnati. He was great a lot at Notre Dame. He has like, a punchable face. He has a yeah, and he's a jackass. So there's that. Yeah. But he I think he'll be um It's what he does. I think they'll I think he'll win at LSU. I just do. Yeah, this was a terrible team that he inherited. I yeah. know you can do stuff in the transfer portal, but uh Nick Palmer. Jason, does your opinion of Dan Campbell change after Hard Knocks? Um Did you see Hard Knocks? I watched very little of it. I I always thought did I was going to go the, do it and did I just you see never the end? much. No. Okay. Yeah, it was they asked Campbell like what he thought was going to happen during the season or how many wins or whatever and he just sat there for 45 seconds and of course I had the skyment flowing through my <laughs> veins so I'm staring and I'm like shit is is it I thought my TV paused so I'm like looking at my remote and I'm looking back up and he's still sitting there and I'm like oh shit he's blinking is he going to cry what what is happening and it was like this feels like 5 minutes is it 5 minutes anyway so that was impressive, but I it still feel the same way. I love the coaching staff. The players are great and all that, but if you don't win, what is it, what's going to happen? Another three wins. What are we going to do then? Grit. Do you see? Do you see superstars on both sides of the ball yet? Jamison Williams. Williams. Sure, maybe soon, but on the defensive side, you got Rodrigo at your your linebacker. That was what a fifth, sixth round pick. So. I think we'll, it hasn't changed. We'll know when we see it, though. There should be an upgrade. They, they claim there's an upgraded talent. That they were cutting guys they were winning or playing with last year. Just so give we'll me see. some time because, you know, being 43 years old and 25 past years of just getting excited preseason for the Lions, I'm just trying to, like, and especially with hard knocks and people jumping on the Lions and Bill Simmons saying that they're going to be a playoff team. You know, I'm not. I just can't do it again. Can't have my heart broken. Uh, Nick Palmer, do you guys get excited to do the show? Sometimes. It, yeah. it it dep- I I think we we enjoy it more once we're here if if that makes sense. I enjoy it when we get into the show. Yes, the preamble, but that goes for anything that I do. I just I hate having something planned to do, and then I'm like, oh, I got to get there because I'm a time freak and all that stuff. But then we get into the show, I'm good. 
Yeah, no, it, it's it, it's the same. Like if I have a, a really busy day, and sometimes the show is is looming, it it, it I don't enjoy it. I don't like it, anticipate it. I'm not excited about it. But during all day. football season, I love it absolutely. Yeah, and and there are times like on a Sunday, I'm I'm I'm, I'm geeked to come here and and and, uh, and do it. Yeah, you're five minutes away. That helps. Uh, Joel Green, will there be students at the January seventh Scum basketball game at Breslin? If not, odds of an Izzo zone alumni game. If so, Sky Mint tailgate for basketball with groovy donuts eating competition. I think this. I think they'll make that part of the student tickets because they'll want that, and that'll be the Saturday they're coming back. Into Sky the, Mint. Um, they get I, Sky Mint with it. Well, yeah, no, I would. The Sky Mint groovy donut eating competition sounds fantastic. Any at any point. I just I do think the students will be back for for that game, and they'll make that the first game back of their package. So there will be a. I think they play Nebraska midweek. I think that will be the alumni. Um, alumni game or something like that gavin up next thoughts on the new piston statement uniforms ass Mm. complete ass i mean but they're not meant for me again i if the players like it and people like it i don't care i don't know i don't like the previous uniforms but yeah it just it looks i just don't like the look i like the color scheme but i don't like that look i'm old gavin what team in the big 10 total not just the east would have uh, have or has the best shot at taking down Ohio State. I still don't know. I mean, I, you probably have to say Michigan right now, um, but I don't. We we just don't know that yet because teams haven't played real teams yet enough. Uh, I mean, what we saw in Michigan State, they played a, a Western team that may be okay, but it's still a Mid American Conference team. We saw a, a Michigan team that played a team in transition, a very a, a very bad team, and they're going to play a very bad team this week. Um, you know, Penn State got challenged at Purdue, and that was impressive. But it was Purdue. Like, so I don't. If if you're just asking me one right now, I would still say it's probably Michigan. Michigan State though has them at home, and I think that matters to some degree. So, um, but it, yeah, if I had to say it right now, it's Michigan. But ask me in two weeks. Gavin, with this one, does MSU ever reach the point of dominance seen at Georgia and Bama? Well, that's sort of what they're paying for with Mel Tucker. That's the dream. I, I don't that know. Would be great. I, I doubt wow. it. I doubt it gets to that point. If it does, then he's underpaid because he's he's brought Michigan State to a place that people won't even know what to do with themselves. They'll be so excited. I think what what really needs to happen though is you want Michigan State to get to a point where every year it's ten and two is the sort of bare minimum expectation. And it's more about the five stars for me. I want to get to where Georgia, where you're just I see what replacing you're saying. Yeah, dudes, yeah, yeah. and Bama just replaces dudes, and you get dudes. Yeah, you know, you get dudes. And, and and I'm very curious to see when this new playoff hits too. Like if you, if you're Michigan State, you want to get to a point where you are a perennial playoff team because if you're a perennial playoff team, you will have years where you've got a legitimate squad that's got a chance. And I think more and more teams will, and the, and the gap will change. And, you know, I, I just um, – so – and, like, Saban's in his 70s. Alabama's not forever. They weren't much before him for a little while. Clemson, you know, was just eh I mean, before the, Dabo. The, the queen lived till 90 – what? Six? Well, that's true. He keeps coaching. Saban. keeps coaching. Ohio State's going to keep rolling. But even Ohio State changed with the Urban Meyer hire. People can – things will things are not forever um, necessarily. J.D. next. Thoughts on the fourth quarter light show, in my opinion, needs more colors than white. Yeah. So I watched last week's game from um, from home because I was in quarantine. So I, I didn't I don't really have a sense of it. Um, 
but I haven't heard anybody else ask or complain. Did, did, did they show it on TV at all? I, didn't, I missed it. If Not they that did. I remember. Yeah, I, I missed I it. JD next. Uh, how many sacks does Winman have by season's end? It's a good question. He's at four now. So if he gets to... He's on pace for 50. Yeah, it's probably not, not going to oh. hit right around there. But, yeah, what I still don't know. Like, he looked really good. I, w- I want to see what he... Like, ask me at the end of this month. Because I do think once he's played two high major opponents, once they played Minnesota and Washington, we'll have a real sense. It's not just the sacks. It's about the pressures. It's about having somebody that's a problem. Like, when Michigan State played Michigan last year, Michigan had two defensive linemen who were a real problem two defensive ends and and you saw that in the nfl draft and those guys being picked does michigan state have a guy that's a problem for people and that's what the question is with winman i mean a guy like shalit calhoun was a good college player who put up a lot of big numbers at certain times but he wasn't always a problem for people he was a good player like the question is 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 winman a problem for play for opponents jd next who has a better shot working their way back into the starting lineup, non-injury related, Horst or Ronald Williams? And from Carl, any insight to playing time with regards to Ronald Williams? Thought he would have been the other outside corner. Also wondering if you know why Jarrett Horst did not play in the first half. Yeah, it's it's, it's a good question on uh, on Horst. I don't know if you know he you know he actually had some some issues last year, and uh, he's he's got plenty of talent, and and you know they went with. Uh, they went with Brandon Ball, Brandon Baldwin, um, who I thought played okay um, in terms of my offensive left tackle analysis. Uh, so yeah, and and I don't know, and and I again I haven't been around. My, I didn't get out of quarantine until after the availability this week, so I haven't quite uh, asked me some of these again next week if the if the situation is still the same, and I should have a better answer for you. Plus, size softball dad next. Regarding Gator's submission from last week about Graham and Solari, what percentage of Spartan fans want their media to be Angelique Light? So, and Angelique's a really nice person. Well, she is, and she also covers it. She's not similar to what I think some people want. I, I, I think it's a small percentage. It's a percentage that's gun ho positivity. Just promote the team, promote the team, promote the team. But there are some there. There, you know, I used to get emails about the same column sometimes. That would be from people that would say, you're an ass, you're too negative, and other people would be like, you're a homer. And it would be the same freaking piece. And so there are, Sorry people, about that. there are people who think your role is to support and promote the team, which is just not. And nobody's role should be well, that. Who unless you're, that? Unless you're, unless you're on the payroll. Nobody's role should be that. It's pathetic to just re- support. I'm talking in a media position. If you're a fan and you want to support the team on Twitter, that's uh, that's what you do. I mean, that's part of trying you to. You just can't. If the team plays like ass, you can't talk about it. Yeah, but if you it's if like the Bally Sports Network bullshit, that's their motto. No, and I, I it drives me nuts with Dan Dickerson, who I love. I love Dan Dickerson, but it drives me nuts that he only tweets after wins. Like, who the fuck came up with that? Me? That's what I do when I win a parlay, a baseball parlay. Well, I only true. tweet ones I win. <laughs> that's true. I stole that from Dan Dickerson. Why would he tweet after the losses? He's smart. I don't blame him. Uh, plus size softball. Dan is fifty-one points too many to give any team, even as bad as Hawaii is. Not always, but it's it's just it's such a crapshoot bet. Yeah, it's it's too much. I just don't know if there's enough time, right? Well, like, and th- so it reminds me, and and I remember this is years ago when I was covering the MAC, living in Kalamazoo, by the way. Oh, uh, Temple football had been kicked out of the Big East. They were looking for a rebirth, and they were in the MAC for a few years. And when they first got in the MAC, they were awful, and they were just getting 
just house. And it might even be the year before that where they were playing MAC teams but weren't yet in the league. And Vegas threatened not to put lines up anymore for them. But the lines were still only in the 40s, and they weren't covering them. You weren't seeing 51. 51 is a lot because it doesn't take much. If you get one quarter where you slow it down a little bit or they don't put up a ton, it's not going to eclipse that. It's a lot of points. I, wouldn't, I just wouldn't touch it. Plus size softball dad. Anyone else prefer Jake Broussard to Jalen Berger? Jarek Broussard. Yeah. Um, Jarek. And, and Berger. Um, and Berger. <laughs> the, uh, it's hot in here. I know I can understand the the appeal. Broussard has like a, a wiggle to him and there's a, I mean, his legs are always moving. It's like a, a Scooby-Doo type, you know, thing. And there's, there's a speed to him. It's a timely reference. <laughs> a lot of people get that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, he, he looks like a more exciting runner, so I get that. We'll see who's more productive. Uh, you know, Obviously, Berger was in week one, but I, I understand what you're saying here. So, Inks. Ron Quixote, what game on the national college football slate are you most looking forward to watching this weekend? Let me pull that out. Give me some actual Hoff. Actual Hoff? I'll give you some Hoff. One's Alabama, Texas, right? Well, yeah, so I just want to see what else there is that I'm missing here. Okay, so Alabama, Texas for sure. I want to see if, if I like to watch Texas. There's something strange in me that likes to see Texas suffer. I don't know what it is. Um, and so I kind of root for Alabama just to put one on them. And that Southern game, twang, is that what bothers you? Well, Alabama's got it too. I, it's not that. It's, I think what it is, it's, it's, it's the sense that they're a big deal and yet they don't win. I don't like, I don't like Matthew that McConaughey that. on the sidelines when I, they're losing 52 to three. It's I pretty lo- sweet. I do love Matthew McConaughey and, and I, re- I read his biography. I think it's fantastic. Oh yeah. Um, What'd it, you take away from it? Two segments. <laughs> I'm telling you. What'd you it, get it, out it's, of it? It's worth, it's worth reading. It's his life. Really? It's, it's fantastic. It's these, does, is there all right, all right, all right in it? He, he gets into that point and how he wound up in days and confused is just, He's told that story on like every talk show. Okay, though. okay, but he, uh, that's fine. How he, I mean, how he wound up in a lot of things is fascinating, and, and the fact that he was driving oh, around. He's a good-looking dude that can act. No, he's driving around in a motorhome. How did you do it, Matthew? He was driving around in a motorhome, living in, 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 in trailer parks for a long time. I mean, he's an interesting character. He's like hot girls that say they get picked on in school because they were too hot. I, it's like, I, shit. Okay. Like, all right, dude. The uh, so uh, the other game that I, I kind of want to see um, of of interest is Florida Kentucky because I think. Kentucky's beat up, but they're supposed to be decent. And the question is, is Florida, you know, really good or not? And and maybe we get a better sense of that. But, but Arkansas, yeah. South Carolina. Yeah. But that's for gambling purposes. It's it's Alabama, Texas. Oh, yeah. Next with Ron. Uh, what will be the biggest storyline coming out of week one of the NFL? Craziness. Upsets. It's, yeah, it's going to be that Seattle and Chicago are one and zero after being you know home underdogs by a touchdown. It's something like that. This is my first year in a survivor pool, like in a long time, and I was like, oh, this is kind of ass because there's no clear cut kind of game because I do like a Graham Stout thing. I'm like, it could go either way. That's all I do when I look down the when and the I got app. I got nervous. Uh, so I was big on Cle- or, uh, Cincinnati beating Pittsburgh this week. I thought that that's that's going to happen. It's like inside of a touchdown. It's at Cincinnati. Yeah. And then I watched some analysis of, about how 
Pittsburgh's been playing all their starters in the in the preseason. They've been tackling all preseason. Cincinnati starters haven't played once, and they haven't tackled that's at all. Where you went, that's where you went wrong. And all of a sudden, analysis. I'm like, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, shit. I don't know about this. I don't, I don't know where to go Fucking here. Fucking analysis has killed me yeah. in many parlays. You talk yourself out of something. and, and uh, Right, and you're sitting there. You have it on in the background, and all of a sudden, you're, you catch it, and you're like, wait, what do you say? Yeah. Orioles plus one and a half tonight? Lock? MSU Turbo Team. Can you briefly summarize the Hondo beef for those in the audience that don't remember? No impression necessary, Graham. Yeah, that was pretty bad. The Hondo beef. You're talking about our, our beef with Hondo is, is media folks? or I'm guessing. We don't have any beef. So, yeah, I mean, I never, I, I tried to keep Hondo. A character, dude. Yeah, I mean, I tried to, you know, I, I understood that having uh, Hondo upset with me was not to my advantage. He was just, he was interesting. We used to have the, I mean, oh, actually, my Hondo beef, I did have a Hondo beef way back when. <laughs> Um, so we had what we called the 33% rule and I forget if it was Solari or Kyle, somebody came up with this where basically 33% of what he said was, uh, true. 33% was, uh, embellished and like 33% was just completely fabricated. And so when he said, but he was sort of plugged in. So like you didn't really know and you really had to check it out for yourself. Um, cause you didn't know where it fell on that line. For me, my earliest experiences with him and why I didn't use any information I ever got really was I was covering the Western Michigan beat. And this is back when he was at WLAJ in Lansing on um, the, the ABC affiliate doing the sports Hondo's house and all that stuff. You remember that? I do. And uh, he was, they were sending him everywhere. Like he went to Africa to do a story on an MSU <laughs> basketball player. He, uh, he went, uh, I mean, he, they were just, he would go everywhere. He'd interview everybody. It was, and so I, I, I need I, to go to Africa. I didn't, I, you know, Spence I didn't, that. didn't know who he really was. The first, my first meeting with him was, I, I was at a, I was at a Cleveland Browns preseason game in 2006 because Jerome Harrison from Kalamazoo was playing his first game. So they sent me there and I've got Hondo in the row behind me doing like fake conversations, name dropping with people. It was just, it was like, I don't know, who is this guy? And then later that year at a Western Michigan central game, he's doing like fake radio updates about the Michigan. So this is when Michigan State's going to fire John L. May have already fired him. Brian Kelly's playing Bill Cubitt, two Matt coaches that were winning, and the winner apparently was going to wind up as the Michigan State coach or something. I don't know. He kept calling it the Michigan State Bowl up there and talking to somebody somewhere like he was doing a radio update. I, the, the worst scenario, though, was that year it wasn't, it wasn't going to go to Cubitt at Western Michigan, but I was in Philadelphia covering a Temple Western Michigan men's basketball game and there was a press conference for western michigan's bowl game which was going to be against cincinnati in the international bowl which was actually where brian kelly was taking over so it's going to be cubic kelly again in kalamazoo the the bowl reps are coming in all that stuff so we had one of our writers go over there a buddy of mine west morgan and i'm in philadelphia for this basketball game and west calls me and says hey some grand rapids tv guy in the press conference, said to Cubit, I have it on good authority that Stanford's AD is offering you the head coaching job at Stanford. And this is when Harbaugh wound up getting it. And I'm like, oh, shit. Well, what? Okay. So somebody's got something somewhere. That doesn't make a lot of sense. He was a, uh, uh, Cubit was a uh, offensive coordinator at Stanford that got fired not long ago and that, that was on a staff that didn't work. But all right. So I, I spend the whole afternoon, four hours, talking to the San Jose Mercury News beat writer who covers Stanford. We're debunking this whole thing. I write a 20-inch blog. Back then we had blogs, a view from the couch. It was before Couch on Fire. And put, it out, there, put it out there why this thing was, was not happening. 
And then I call Wes back, and I'm like, yeah, describe this Grand Rapids TV guy again. And it wasn't a Grand Rapids TV guy. He described Hondo to a T. I was like, motherfucker. And I pulled the blog down because we, we couldn't give it credibility. We knew it wasn't a real thing. You just made up out of thin air. And uh, so then we, um, yeah, then that that was that. And so he cost me an afternoon in Philadelphia. But so there are a few other things. I never had an issue with him personally. Weird dude, interesting character. Um, Great guy, though. Treated me well. Him and Shep. And, you know, whatever. We're, there's all sorts of people in this world, and he added a lot of color and life to the beat, and it never really bothered me uh, as much as it bothered uh, some other people. That is a story perhaps worth telling, presented by our friends at Midtown Brewing Company, 402 South Washington Avenue in downtown Lansing. Unbelievable place for a weekend brunch. Good place to watch a game, too, but a great place for a date night um, and just to have a beer after work. My favorite is the American Stout. Outstanding menu. Go to midtownbrewing.net. We'll take a really quick break. We'll come back with more of your Groovy Donut Twitter questions. Couch in the Roof, presented by Skymint Premium Cannabis and Firekeeper's Eye Casino and Sportsbook app. Hopcat exists at the intersection of great beer and delicious food, complemented by music, art, community, and comfort. Home to a best-in-class beer experience served by craft beer experts. Guests can expect a casual, inviting local gathering place with some of the best damn burgers and fries you'll find in Michigan. Hopcat is proud to be an official sponsor of Peyton Thorne. Show your Spartan pride by ordering the iconic Peyton Thorne burger created by the man himself. There is no better place to watch any Michigan State game other than the 50-yard line at Spartan Stadium. Stop by any of our locations, East Lansing, Detroit, Grand Rapids, Ann Arbor, Kalamazoo, and Holland. To plan your next trip to Hopcat, visit hopcat.com. Firekeepers Online Casino and Sportsbook is the site to play. Get your Vegas on right now from your phone, tablet, or laptop. All the hottest slots and tables, plus sports betting featuring in-game wagering. Download the app at firekeeperscasino.com. Go with the name you know, Firekeepers. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and located in Michigan. Gambling problem? Call the Michigan Problem Gambling Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. If you're looking for a relaxed vibe, great food, and an outstanding beer selection, Midtown Brewing Company in downtown Lansing is your place. Enjoy their famed chicken and waffle fries, fish and chips, or any of their delicious burgers or salads. Midtown Brewing Company also offers 40-plus beers on tap, including ciders and seasonal offerings and daily happy hour specials. The spacious and cozy vibe makes Midtown Brewing Company a perfect place for a beer with a friend, a work lunch, or to watch the games on its big screen TVs. If you'd rather eat at home, Midtown Brewing Company offers a terrific carryout menu and free delivery on orders of $20 or more. Visit MidtownBrewingCompany.net or stop by 402 South Washington in downtown Lansing for the Midtown Brewing Company experience. Find Couch in the Rude podcasts on Spreaker, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, Google Podcasts, CastBox, and the Rube's favorite, Podcast Addict. Couch in the Rube presented by Skyman Premium Cannabis, inspiring all of us to feel better, look better, do better, be better. Go to skymint.com for location information and daily specials. Some great stuff going on this fall. And if it's your first trip there, you can always use the Couch and the Rube promo code COUCHANDRUBE20 for 20% off. Our Thursday night show also brought to you by our friends at Firekeeper's Eye Casino and Sportsbook. 
where we will be next week actually at Firekeepers in person at Daisy Sportsbook at Firekeepers. Um, going to be a fantastic time. Thursday night we'll do a live show from there. Hope you can join us just off I-94 in Battle Creek. Enjoy the live uh, sportsbook experience. Come chill, hang, and uh, and, and uh, win and lose some money uh, with can us. Can we do it at slot machines like while we're doing the Twitter questions in between? <laughs> just put us out on the floor somewhere. Yeah. Have a headset on. Absolutely. Uh, Joshua Bishop, I live in Jackson. Are Groovy Donuts worth the drive? Yes. I mean, you're, you are 30 minutes away. Without question, Groovy Donuts are worth the drive. And they last, too. It, it, more than that long, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. No, it, it's... it's it, it, I'm just saying you could bring them home and save some for the next day. And it just, Yeah, they're just different. Like, they, they don't serve day-old donuts because that's their quality, but Groovy Day-old Donuts are still better than other people's... Fresh Semi, ones. Yeah, or what they consider to be fresh. Yeah, I mean, because they make them right there. It's, it's, it's fantastic. Donuts bullshit. Fantastic, yeah. Joshua Bishop, what freshman will have the greatest impact on the football team this year? So I think that's a little bit still to be determined. Um, you know, I mean, you can say the, the guy that right now, you can say Magnum in the, uh, in the uh, it, it's safety, but I, I would say if I had to guess right now, I'd say Jeremy Bernard just because he seems like he's going to be a part of things and he seems like he's ready. Um, but then it, safety, given the injury, may be more important. That, it's, it's a good question right now, but it would be between those two. However, the guy it needs to be, for better or worse, actually is Jack Stone, the kicker. The kicker. Like, they, they need, like this weekend, do not go for it on fourth and two from the 30-yard line. You need that guy to, to kick the ball and to get comfortable and to have some swagger and some confidence. It's not a week to, to show off your offensive line can, can maul somebody do that on third down. Joshua, with this one, who are your NFL award winners this year? I have no. Jesus. Not going to be Jared Goff, probably. I think uh, Lamar Jackson wins MVP this year. Do you after everything? 16 to 1. That's not a bad. Those aren't after bad everything. He, I mean, if he's going to go in the season without a contract, I mean, he's going to ball out. Yeah. Right? No, I, I, I mean, don't. If it, what, uh, 15 to 1, excuse me. That's not bad. For your money right there, or Herbert at plus nine hundred. I mean, Harry lists the Vikings roster and pretty much says <laughs> that's it. Um, and so there, there, there goes that. Uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes you know the question is, do you get, uh, you know, is this is this a this Allen, you know, with the Bills get MVP? The other guy I think is going to have a year though, and, and and I know you know you lose Tariq Hill, but I I just think Mahomes is going to he and Andy Reid are going to be out to prove something. What's that? They don't need no Tyreek Kill. Yeah, they're, they're, they've worked on the offensive lines better. They know they got to run the ball. They're just going to be a really good team this year, and, and I think they're going to be better than people think. Andrew Gautier and Kevin from Rochester Hills. Does transfer Ken Talley play this year? What kind of impact might he have? Any word on why he left Penn State so quickly? What is the story? He mentioned something about money. Is it a name, image, and likeness? Yeah, it's it's a good question. Again, I have not been around as much as I usually am during the week, and so I'll probably have a better sense of this for you. Um, and Mel Tucker hasn't really been able to speak to it either. Um, it's it's interesting. I don't think he'll be able to play this year. My understanding is he will not. Um, although I don't really understand why not. Maybe because he was enrolled at Penn State for a minute. I, I and you can't be. In, it's a good question why he can't be. But my understanding is he will not be able to play this year. Can you yawn at the next Tucker presser? Just like when he answers the question, just, just like, like oh. bored as shit. Yeah. Well, so so part of the problem, and I felt bad for Tucker before. When we this is the first year we haven't had masks on around him, and when we had masks, I mean, if, I mean, it just totally changes your look. Like everybody Good looks. God, that's what you look like. Everybody. Well, but I mean, is everybody looks bored or intent? Like the face, you can't even 
you don't even know if people are laughing <laughs> or like or smiling at something you said or or engaged all the time. It's just I he like just it. stares at you. I like you it know? better that way. Do you? All just right. the unknown. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Andrew with this one. What do you need to see versus Akron to feel confident MSU can win in Seattle? I don't think there's anything they can do against Akron that really makes you confident. Bullshit. Okay. 51 nothing. Well, no. I will be confident going into Seattle. I think you can be, I think you can be confident that they can that they're ready to play well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want them to dominate Akron. That then you can show me. I will feel more confident if they have an issue with Akron. I'm not saying issue, but if they score 17 points, let's say Akron does. Then I'm like, eh. "Okay. Well, no, I I see what you mean there." And and you're right, I think. Like they have to they've got to play themselves this week. Like right. they Michigan State is the opponent. They've got to look more crisp. They've got to They've got to be able to do all the things they did last week. It can't be a fluke they get after the quarterback. This is an Akron team that gave up six sacks to St. Francis. Like, you ought to be in the backfield. And this quarterback's a little more mobile. But, like, you, um, yeah, you, you ought to look overwhelming and you ought, to look, uh, you ought to look focused. And if you do those things, that's the thing you want is they look focused and mature, I guess would be the answer. Next one from Andrew. Have you noticed uh, you seem to make mistakes in front of the same person all the time? At Groovy Donuts, we are – pretty spot on with customer orders but managed to mess up the same lady's order almost every time what is up with that don't do it with almost anyone or don't do it with almost anyone else that's the worst when it's uh when it, you're just constantly not coming through but they kinda, know it's coming though yeah you know i mean like, that's, hey you apologize like it's gonna happen again that's like we we send you know pretty much everybody their prize um it's just we should that you're the prize for like one guy. person and so they just you know i'm just kidding just kidding <laughs> Um, Graham's the prize dude. I'm the prize dude. Yes. Andrew, this one. What's the most annoying word, phrase, or habit you encounter here on Twitter? This. I don't know if it's that. Thumb down. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it's that. Might be this. You know what it is now? What the f is going on with all these lowercase? When did we get rid of the uppercase to start a sentence? What is that? I don't know. Why not? Why, why? the grammar but, police? But the why? Punctuation no, this isn't. This confused. isn't. This like, isn't like, whatever, man. It's Twitter, dude. I know, but uh. don't. But don't do it to be hip. Like I feel like people are doing it to be hip. I don't get that. I don't know what's it's the not a laziness. Is. It's like okay, here's what I'm gonna say. I slap that out there once in a while. I, I'm like, here, I'm not gonna do uppercase. F that. Yeah, but it's some Thursday people, night, I'm some not people do it uppercase. in their formal tweets. It's like this is who I am. So what? It's my like. Don't have that be who you are. Nothing on Twitter should ever. Uh, uh, that's uh, the most annoying thing. Someone you. getting annoyed that they're not capitalizing words on Twitter. Okay, that's I mean, fair. Come on, Andrew Gauthier gave up pretty quickly there. Uh, are you going to find it more difficult to talk shit about the Lions after Hard Knocks? Thanks for humanizing them, HBO. HBO rules, by the way. I don't know if they get awards for this show. I think they do whatever awards they give themselves or something. But man. But, I mean, talk shit about the Lions. I, I love the Lions, right? We love the Lions. I want them to do well. I just, I just don't know about this coaching staff. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, certainly they're likable right now. And I think Jason is less dead inside. A little bit, yeah. And I love I loved Dan Campbell's enthusiasm. I love the coaching staff. But are we sure they can coach? That's all I'm asking. So, I know this. I have a, a Sunday uh, – basketball game this week from four to six pickup game that, that a.m p.m p.m what and like it it's it, not the most opportune time because right those games will be ending just about then but I, you know i'm not going in part because I've, i'm committed to going in, in, in like a backyard thing with the game on and 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 i just want to do that like i want to see this lions team play right and uh and i you know i would 
watch most of it anyway at home, but I'd be like ready to go in my basketball gear and not eating, you know, burgers and brats and whatever is being fed to me. I take it the guys that play often don't care about the NFL. Well, no, I do. I mean, I know some of the guys are like used to be season ticket holders of the Lions. I think one of the things I discovered this, I played from 2006 to 2014, even when I was living in Kalamazoo at Central United Methodist Church in downtown Lansing with the same group of guys for eight years every Sunday from like three to five. We were the happiest group of people in the state of Michigan because oh, we missed the end of every Lions game. Yeah, you know, I know. We checked the score, but we didn't see that. We didn't see. We I, the I can't blame anyone for not wanting to watch the Lions, but it's still it, they're not going to ruin my football Sunday. I just love football. So, Andrew Gauthier, your thoughts on Nick Kyrgios antics post loss? How many five hundred dollar rackets is this dude going to smash on national TV? Yeah, you got to have money to be willing to do that. I, I've slammed a racket once or twice. I slammed a racket my parents got pissed once in high school apparently um, you played the nick kirgios of east lansing as well i did i, I, I tried did you to tweet that out while, did you tweet that out while you were on the treadmill no i did not oh. i remember playing this guy what a freaking douche uh and he was he was a senior this guy's a douche kirgios i want to like the guy he's an unbelievable player unbelievable talent but yeah he's there's some stuff you know just yeah he's yelling at his, his crew his people in the box there it's just a, like all right what do you want him to do i know i stand I, up and like on the on the chair and throw shit, and I, mean, I want a more mentally tough version of himself to play him and just yell across the thing like, "Hey, shut the hell up, right, dude? What's wrong with you? Yeah, like, have some win this thing. Yeah, yeah, come on, man. Damn. Um, yeah, it, it, it it's bizarre and it's, you know, I don't know what to make of him completely. I, I I don't completely dislike him, which I thought I would. I did early in his career, but McEnroe did that stuff. But he still he won well in tournaments. He thing. knew when to cut it off. What I think Kyrgios is showing is that he cares. Not with the th- slamming the thing, but early on in his career, I didn't think he cared. Like, he would show up and loaf some matches. He would do other – like, right now, I think he wants to be great. He doesn't really know how to channel it. Right. But I, I respect that I think he now wants to be great. A lot of talent. Uh, Rich Searing, what's the deal with our place kicker? Brought in a guy with experience and didn't use him. I'm guessing they brought him in because Stone isn't ready. Yeah, I, I don't know if the kid from Auburn is, is not healthy or what. I got that sense, but I don't know what's going on. And and I think ultimately in an open compass, uh, competition, they thought Stone was the best. And look, they did that last year with the quarterbacks. They weren't sure they had it in Peyton Thorne. And, you know, the kid they brought in wasn't better. So they went with Thorne. And, and you got to respect that. So I, I don't I, it, that that position is interesting. Next one from Rich. Any word on what Xavier Henderson's injury is? Something with the leg, I don't know specifically. They're real coy with that. I mean, the the thing that Mel Tucker always says is they're sore. And then I know today it was revealed that it'll, it'll at least be several weeks. Um, you know, so we'll see uh, if they get him back at, at some point. Next one from Rich. Haven't heard much about the O-line, and I don't remember them announcing any starters on Friday night. Who are their starters? Any movement there? Yeah, no, it's. I mean, Baldwin starting over Horst was was interesting at left tackle, but Duplain and 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 Samak and Carrick and uh, Spencer Brown were the other starters. Duplain at left guard, Samak center, and and Carrick at right guard, and, and Brown at, at right tackle. Um, and uh, Brian Green played some too. Uh, Horst played some, not a lot. Played several series in the second half. Um, so that that's that's the group. And you know, we had Nick Baumgartner on on. Tuesday night if you haven't listened to that interview it's, it's worth doing and he was he was pretty adamant that they need to stop the rotation with the interior guys though and and he's an offensive line guy and he was pretty he thought that was a mistake and as they go, go forward you got to let Duplain, Samak and Carrick sort of you know find it together and, and be in a rhythm 
Next one from Rich. Haven't heard much. Uh, ooh, read that one. Ryan Schultz next. Do we still know how Graham feels about the athletic, Jason? Would Graham rather I ask about 9-11? He's referencing what was it last hot take show, and I was just innocently asking about the athletic, hiring a Michigan State person. Oh, and, yes. And it got really silent. No, I sorry. Um, no, no I, I, I still appreciate what the athletic has done for sports journalism. They changed they, – they, pushed all of our dumbass companies into the subscription model where we should have been ages before. They changed the game. They they put they forced places to compete for higher salaries for people. Um and, and are that's they making money good. yet though? Well I don't know that, that they are. I think there's a recipe that could for them and I don't know that they're following it right now. And I think that's there's a the recipe problem. for you guys too, but you got everyone re- like refuses to do it. If I could just get subscriptions in a bulk kind of sense in my area for a certain fee, fourteen ninety nine a month, I would love to do that instead of I have to go click on an article and it's like subscribe now and all of these goddamn ads and stuff. I'm just like, I'm not going to subscribe to an Alabama courier paper just to read one article. So I don't read it. It all works when I'm the CEO. I, I, I nothing I can do till then. There's nothing I can do. I mean, I, I got the answers. I just don't, I can only, I can, you can only lead a horse to water so much, so much, you know? All right. Ryan Schultz next. Did Kirk Cousins donate a kidney to Harry or something? I cannot fathom what else would inspire so much confidence in that man. I something there's something going on there. I, I you know, but sometimes it happens. You wind up, you just like a team or you like a moment. And he was on Minnesota a little bit last he year, was. but not this heavy. This is hey, you got to go with that gut feel, man. Yeah, and I, I hope respect it. I hope he's right because I got a little riding on Minnesota too. He was right about Tom Brady going to Tampa way before everyone else was. So. Oh boy, was it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Matt Venny. Do you think D'Antonio would have retired after the 2018 season had the season gone better? If so, would MSU have gone after Mel Tucker to replace him? That's a good question. Yeah, so um, 2017's when he probably should have retired after that Holiday Bowl year. They come back in 2018. Yeah, maybe. It, it's possible because that I think what happened was that 2018 defense was phenomenal and then the offense just had to, was decimated by injuries. But his health was bad. Who's right? that? D'Antonio. Oh, no, I, I don't think it really – I mean, obviously his – I mean, he look how young he looks now. Sure. Right? But but he wasn't like in, in – in, I, I don't think that was the issue then. I mean, the, um, if you look at that, that was the team with Lewerke was out. They had all those Felton, Felton Davis, Terry's Achilles. I yeah. mean, like things just went horribly wrong. And I think – and they did have a deep – they just needed that offense to be decent because that defense and – I, and, of course, I wrote the worst headline ever going into that season about it. It might be the most prolific offense ever. Um but that defense was incredible. And so when it didn't happen that year because of the injuries, I really think he thought 2019 was going to be it. I remember at that Big Ten media days, the conversations with him, and you could see it. He thought he had a squad. And that defense, until the second quarter, at the, when they kind of fell apart a little bit at Ohio State, that defense did look legit for a minute. And he thought he had a group there. He thought he had a decent offense. I think he thought he had a team that could really compete. And the wheels fell off. And uh, he didn't really know what to do about it. and um, But I think he was looking to win enough there to ride off into the sunset. And the, the question about Mel Tucker, so give me one second. Give me, give me some real hop here. All right, so... Mel Tucker coming out of 18 is the um, 
to is the is DC at Georgia. Maybe. I mean, he would have been on on the short list. You know, it, it, Alan Haller was in the position where he would have had influence. Um, you know, I don't know if it, it, where if, if Fickle would have been still. Uh, that's a good question. In and how much the other thing is how much influence somebody like D'Antonio would have had if things had ended on an upswing. Um, it, it's possible that that Tucker could have been, um, it, it, because ultimately. The interview would have been what what sold him, and, I, and and there's possible that Tucker would have gotten an interview. Mojo Jojo next. Has any coach had a bigger fall than Les Miles? Should have taken the Michigan job in 2011. Where is, um, where is Lester? That's a good question. I mean, I never thought he was very good. I always thought he was just typical football coach dude. Um, I mean, obviously he had some. I just never was never thought he was that great. I always thought there was somebody else who didn't run the veer who could could win with the talent he had. You know, I just thought if he was in the Mac, he would get obliterated because you you got to be more inventive than that and more interesting as a coach. But he could get the talent. But he could get the talent. Yeah. Yeah. Next one from Mojo. Why the F is Bama, Texas, a big noon game? I call BS. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's somebody's television wanted it. Then it's the best game of the – it must be a Fox game, right? And it's, it's the um, – it's the best game of the week, so they wanted it. What's in. worse, that answer or just taking that question out? Like, not even, like... <laughs> right. <laughs> Should we just take it out or that answer that he just received? Good point. We'll fix it in post. Thank you, Mojo. Jojo. <laughs> Next one, Mojo. Just learned Wisconsin played MSU in football in Tokyo in 1993. What international location would each of you be most interested in for a game? I remember that game. Um that was a really good Wisconsin team. That was a Wisconsin team going to its first Rose Bowl. That was yeah, the I don't remember that. That was the time like before Michigan State in 2013. That was the time that if you talk to people in Southern California, where a, a fan base packed the Rose Bowl and and that sort of amount with that sort of intensity. That was uh, Wisconsin in the '93 when they had been itching for it and uh, they they beat Michigan State pretty big. I, you know, I, to me, um, it would be. I mean, I, you see these games in Ireland or 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 you know. England or wherever like that. I, I'm trying to think if there's a place. It sure as hell wouldn't be Cutter. Did you see that? You can't even drink for the World Cup. You're going to get arrested if you have booze, period. Yeah, yeah. So you're telling me I have to watch soccer sober? Imagine if they sent me over there to cover <laughs> the World Cup. I would just be – I mean, I don't drink booze anymore, but that means they're really heavy against weed, right? What in, in my issue, like, you, you can't have that human right, rights record and then plan to have morals on booze, <laughs> right. right? I'm sorry. We're, we're drinking everywhere. We're vomiting in your mouth if we want to with, you with, that, with that human rights record. Zero to 60. Um, right? Sorry. It got a little, got a little intense. Uh, I, you know, that's a good question. The stadium I would like to be in. I, I would love to be in like a, an Iceland soccer stadium or something like that. I love Reykjavik. Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah someplace, like, someplace cool like that. Um, for, for basketball, the game I would like is center court Wimbledon. Play it because they now have the roof. You know, you could close it. Yeah. Play play a basketball game at Center Court Wimbledon would be really cool. Ryan Allen next. Couch, would you rather have Peyton Thorne or both of Michigan QBs for one year if you're building a football team to win it all? And second, would you rather have MSU's receivers or Michigan's receivers? Both teams probably have the deepest receivers behind Ohio State. Yeah, right now I would just to be in, just out of intrigue. I would probably take. Um, both of the U of M QBs and go with McCarthy, right? Is that what you would think would be the would be the move? And then I would yeah. take Michigan State's receivers just because I think their depth and, and high end talent is is probably a, a smidge better. Um, 
but that would be the the way I would the way I would go with with, with that. Let's take one more quick break. Uh, Couch in the Rue, presented by Skymint Premium Cannabis and Front. Uh, sorry, Firekeepers, I Casino and Sportsbook app. We love Front Forty Three too. Gets them mixed up too. Where else can you cheer on your team, enjoy a mouth-watering burger or savory sushi, sip on handcrafted cocktails, or one of 46 beers on tap? Take your game day or date night to Cask & Company Kitchen Bar or Front 43 Neighborhood Pub near Frandor. Two amazing places with one awesome blended modern American-Asian menu. Catch the game on one of 30, 60-inch TVs or stop in for the all-you-can-eat lunch buffet. Enjoy happy hour or elevate your night out at Cask & Company or Front 43 on East Saginaw in Lansing. Wherever you are on your cannabis journey, let Sky Mint Premium Cannabis be your guide, your friend, and your place. Whether you're curious about cannabis or a seasoned connoisseur, Sky Mint's knowledgeable staff will help you with a vast selection of products to choose from to fit your needs. Sky Mint believes access to the best cannabis helps people do good and feel good, so they grow it right here in Michigan, giving you high-quality, locally-grown cannabis at highly accessible prices. Visit SkyMint.com for special offers and location information throughout Michigan, and use the promo code code couch and roof 20 for 20 percent off your first visit sky mint cannabis you'll love this place come enjoy irresistible award-winning handcrafted donuts and locally roasted coffee at groovy donuts surprise your family or co-workers with special holiday designs and flavors or put the perfect finishing touch on an event with a custom order birthdays weddings gender reveals our friends at groovy donuts are your answer experience the groovy donuts difference for yourself on lake lansing road in east lansing or in williamston get more information or place an order at groovydonuts.com Cat exists at the intersection of great beer and delicious food, complemented by music, art, community, and comfort. Home to a best-in-class beer experience served by craft beer experts. Guests can expect a casual, inviting local gathering place with some of the best damn burgers and fries you'll find in Michigan. Hopcat is proud to be an official sponsor of Peyton Thorne. Show your Spartan pride by ordering the iconic Peyton Thorne burger created by the man himself. There is no better place to watch any Michigan State game other than the 50-yard line at Spartan Stadium. Stop by any of our locations, East Lansing, Detroit, Grand Rapids, Ann Arbor, Kalamazoo, and Holland. To plan your next trip to Hopcat, visit hopcat.com. Find our live stream, podcast archives, as well as show, affiliate, and sponsorship information at our website, spotlightmediastudios.com. Couch in the Rue, presented by Skymint Premium Cannabis and Firekeepers Eye Casino and Sportsbook app. We will be at the actual Firekeepers next Thursday, uh, Thursday evening show. I think about 7 o'clock is the plan right now at Firekeepers, uh, Dacey's Sportsbook there, Firekeepers off of I-94 in Battle Creek. Hope you will join us. Uh, It would be fun to to see you there. Uh, Let's dig back into these Groovy Donut Twitter questions. Mr. Neurotic Pants next. Can we slam the brakes and drop our jaws that Adam Nightingale flipped a Michigan hockey recruit? Damn. Double damn. That's like kicking the murderous Wolverines in their scrote and leaving a bruise. I can't wait to bring Junior to Munn so we can gloat and swear at the Wolverines. Mocha Huffin' Rats. No, I mean, they they got a, a goalie pickup for next year. A guy who was highly touted. Um, Michigan guy. I, well, it's been impressive what they've done so far. And, and, and this is the first example also of where Michigan being in flux helps Michigan State. Um, no doubt that it, it's been... Uh, I think there's a lot of promise early and a lot of energy right now with the hockey program. 
Mr. Neurotic Pants. Jason, if someone has nasty breath, do you tell them immediately, or is it just awkward? Feel free to mention people by name. <laughs> I need names. Um, drunk Drinking Jason would have, yes, drunk, drunk Rube would tell people uh, their breath is bad. Now, no, it's just awkward. But I just feel like if you had bad breath, like, wouldn't you? Can you tell? I can tell when I have bad breath, right? I don't. Like, I, after the show, after all this talking and stuff, I'm like, okay, I need some mouthwash of some sort. I mean, I know I don't smell it myself, but I know I probably have it. Like, if I do a beef jerky oh. uh, Red Bull combination. Yeah, and just then, do the math. And then burp. Right. It's not great for my wife. I don't know why my breath stinks. <laughs> I have no idea. The worst one I had, uh, and this was, and, and look, I we, we talk about uh, Front 43 and, and how much we appreciate them, and they, they have some. They have a, a a pad tie there that's just incredible, um, but, but you know you need a breath mint after. Well, not only that, so this is peak pandemic, going to a game at Mun Ice Arena, and I, uh, so I'm gonna have to wear a mask for like three hours at this game, and I had just hot boxing. Yeah, and so I did the the, the pad tie, and then I had a coffee. Oh my! God. And the combination of coffee you and pants. You like, shit your pants. I was good there, but what I mean is, like, just like in, uh, inside this mask, I was like, "This is the worst. This is absolutely the fucking worst." Did you not realize though that you had to wear a mask for that long, or you just didn't I, care? I, I knew. I just really loved the pad tie, and then, well, yeah, and you, then when I get to the game, I always want a coffee, and so I had a coffee, and oh. then it was like, "Oh, oh boy, oh. that's that's going to be a problem." So yeah, neurotic pants. Alan Haller talks like a lot of coaches, doesn't he? At least he gets rid of the dead weight. Even so, college sports bureaucrats are is, as inspired as coaches after a game. Yeah, I mean, he, he. I don't know if he sounds like a coach. I didn't. I haven't really. That's okay too. Yeah, as long as you mean it. I don't know what a coach sounds like. Um, coach speak. You he's know? pretty. Yeah, he's pretty. He's pretty blunt about. He's pretty blunt about things. It's been. It's been. Uh, not, not Dan Campbell. Coach speak. And not that other ads didn't. I mean, I had some pretty great conversations with Bill Beekman uh, and with with Mark Hollis. I mean, all those guys have been fairly accessible and and pretty good at sharing what they're thinking. Um, and 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 Alan and I just go back a little longer than those guys did before. Before um, you know, I knew him before. Uh, he got that job, if that makes any sense. He's a Sexton Big Red, by the way. Jason, do you think um, that uh, uh, Bill Beekman? South of Munn next. MSU's pre-conference basketball schedule is brutal, and most of those are away games. Is the Villanova game at Breslin? The Villanova game is at Breslin, which is good, because you've got to have a home game when you have all those great games. And it, it, for, it's, you know, it's Kentucky. No, it, it's, it's uh, Gonzaga, Kentucky. Um, then Villanova, and then the three games at the um, uh, it, in, in uh, Portland, and then Notre Dame on the road. I mean, it, it is a nasty stretch in a very in a very short order. Don't coach my team. Um, but yes, it is brutal. But they're, they're not all away games. The games are in Portland are neutral site games against. I think the open with um, ah, fuck me, uh, Alabama, and then it's uh, North Are Carolina. Alabama, then North Carolina, or somebody, or Oregon, I believe, and then a number of other teams could be in the, the third game. South of Munn. Don't sleep on MSU hockey recruiting. Will we get a Graham Couch early season article on Nightingale's progress? Yeah, I mean, I'm usually there early to do something. So, yeah, no no question. And, and especially if there's buzz. I mean, I, I think, and there is right now. And, 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 I, and I see it not just, I mean, I'm not talking just social media. There are season ticket holders who reach out to me, people who were, who had canceled their tickets. A couple years ago, some just recently, whatever, who have, have you know gotten their tickets back 
because of that, renewed those tickets, there there is a um, there is a sense that something's brewing. So I want I want to see what it looks like. And I, and this year they're not going to be perfect. The question is, will there be sort of a renewed energy? And 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 you know, what will the excitement be? Will they be competitive? Um, what sort of hockey will they play? And and we'll get a chance to see that. South of Mun next. Jason's side of the road piss story is hilarious. All right. It's pretty good. Was it? It was pretty good. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, it was a pretty good story. Matthew Dyer. Biggest issue for MSU football is a repeat of last year. Time of, of uh, time of possession. We score quick or not at all. The defense can't play that many plays. They get gassed, heightened by injuries in week one. Johnson is great. Ball control is needed. Yeah, I mean, this This is a little bit of a concern um, because I do believe the defense needs the help. It, you know, if, if you have an unbelievable defense, time of possession really doesn't matter all that much. If you have the 2013 Michigan State defense, time of possession is just a, a somewhat meaningless stat. They'll give it right back to you. This defense can't be out there all the time, and it can't be feast or famine. And even though you've got the ability to score quick, you don't want to have to score quick or score with big shots because you're behind. They've got to find a nice mix. I, I think they will. Um, and, uh, again, this will be an interesting game in the sense that they are sort of playing against each other. They shouldn't be giving away too much, but what they do, they should really want to do crisply and look focused. And, um, I also think after last week, you don't, even though it's Akron, even though you should win the game, you don't want to to, to just fart around and try too much. You know, I mean, you, you want to just try to really put one on somebody and look focused and, 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 and do it right. Matthew Dyer with this one, 30 for 30. What happened to Max Bulla at the Rose Bowl? It would be a good 30 for 30, except I, th- I think the, the intrigue would be about the story never coming out. And I don't know how long he could sustain that. Like, I don't think the, parter. the story itself is, is all that interesting. I just think the, the idea that that family was able to keep it under wraps publicly was, was impressive. Because it wasn't like it wasn't – I mean, there were – and I'm not just talking about myself here. There were, and I, I really didn't have a great connection to the Bulla family. I'd only been around the program about a year and a half, two years. Uh, he had, you know, hadn't covered them as a recruit or anything like that. But Joe Rexrode was a really good reporter and had some good ends and couldn't get it. And uh, you know, Dave Burkett at the Free Press tried to get it through the NFL process, and that was a struggle. I'm talking getting it correctly on the record and things like that. And that just, uh, I mean, it wasn't like people were just. There was all this, this perception that we were trying to protect Max Bull. Like, why the hell would I want to protect Max Bull? What has Max Bull ever done for me? Like, what? Why would? Right. Why would I have any? Um, what, what does that do for me? I mean, in some ways, it was embarrassing that we couldn't break the story. It was that was frustrating. That it, is pretty impressive, though, that they kept that under wraps. They did, yeah. No, it was a tight circle. Uh, call me Al. Is Notre Dame going to hold off joining a conference so long its value diminishes? I don't know that Notre Dame's value will diminish. I mean, diminish from what it was, but it already is there. I don't know if it diminishes. More, you know what I mean? Like, and and anything like right now, Notre Dame with a new coach who seems more likable is more appealing than they were the last few years, right? Yeah. So I, I don't know that it diminishes anymore. Next from Call Me Out. Enough with the Queen already. Can we move on? You sound like an American. Jesus, no kidding. It's weird. Call me out. So you're telling me the person that came up with the deep end stuff still has a job? Hashtag too late. I, I'm a little lost here. I don't know. What, what am I missing? What are you looking at me for? I didn't write it. Okay. Please, please elaborate. Uh, <laughs> call me out. Dark Man Antonio. More valuable for a program in the future for college uh, future college football player. 
be seeds one through four and get a week off and much-needed rest that could help big towards a win the following week, or seeds five through eight get a home game and make millions of dollars. I think what's going to happen eventually is the seeds one through four will not only have a bye, but will also get a home game eventually. For a while, right now, the bull partners have such a grip on college football for, for whatever reason, and they're going to have some scheduling, some contractual things. I'm telling you, like 10 years' time, those games will be home games. I, 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 just, I think they will be because they're going to be upset that they don't get that home gate. The, the, you know, the, the advantage of being a one through four is, yeah, you get a buy, but you don't get all that home revenue unless they do some sort of forced revenue sharing with all that stuff. Um, because it, it is a fair question, especially if you're not the top team in the country. Like if you're the number four seed, is it more valuable to get a playoff win that you can probably get or to time have off. to play a five seed and get the time off? Yeah, you probably want the time off. It's, it's, but it's it's not as clear cut, I think, as, you, as, as it looks with all that. And for, certainly from an athletic department rev, uh, perspective, like if you're a coach, what's better? Get in. Host a playoff game that's an exciting experience for your fans. Win a playoff game, and then lose, or have a bye and then maybe lose. Right? It, I don't. I don't. I think playing the game might. I'm confused. Okay, me too. Yeah. Dark Mantonio, how happy and fortunate do you guys feel to live in a state that was uh, pretty early on legalization of marijuana and gambling? Two things I know Jason literally would die without. Well, the show is sponsored by. Uh, you know, fire keepers and, and skymen. So we're, 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 by the way, that. weed is fucking expensive in Illinois. If you guys thank God for skymen, and I'm not just saying that because they're a sponsor, but if you look at some of the prices in Illinois, cause Teresa's sister, they live there and she was texting me going like sending me, what do you think of this? And it was like eight times what it costed skymen. So I'm not moving. I don't think we've talked about moving, but I just don't know if I can. Uh, Dark, Mantonio. Do you think college game day would kick you out if you brought in a Fox Big Noon kickoff is better sign? I mean, they wouldn't be Probably. happy. They, they wouldn't want you behind the camera. Yeah. But I don't know if they could. Depend, it depends where it is. Like, I don't know if they could have complete control of certain areas, a public campus. What if we had, like, a weekend at Lee's sign <laughs> with Lee Corso? And, no? Matt Gillette. Is it bad that I won't buy a green block ST because I don't want to remind people of Johnny Spartan or Johnny Spirit? So it's Johnny Spartan. You're not the only one. Solari would feel the same way. <laughs> I still well, want to see the Solari fight. You don't have to paint it on yourself, right? Isn't right. that his bit? Right. Something? Right. And I still think the block S is one of the more classic. There's a 30 for 30. Solari versus Johnny Spirit. I would watch nine episodes of that. Matt Gillette. Which MSU player on offense and defense has the most upside? You know, I don't think we know that yet because we don't know what Winman is. And, um, like, it's – and we don't know what Keon Coleman or Jeremy Bernard is. Like, Coleman looks like that guy, right? It looks like a guy with tremendous upside. Um, and defensively, we don't really have a feel for it yet. And so I, I, I it's a good question, but I, I don't know. Drolette and Jake Hawkins with this one. Why has no one mentioned that the Aim High Complex in Lansing have has lived up to its name and is now a giant Skymint facility? Thoughts? We need a tour of the facility. <laughs> yeah, no, we we we're actually gonna just play basketball ourselves in the old <laughs> Aim High yeah. facility. They still got a hoop. 
I don't know. Be it'd just be us and just get stoned, oh, get baked, I would, shooting jump shots. I would think I was incredible. <laughs> we already do. I know. Maybe if you get high, you realize it. Got my ass. Molan Lobby Spartan over under 250 yards passing for Akron. Joe Moorhead is looking to exploit our secondary. So I would go under, um, but that's the way they're going to get yards. Except the, the, the quarterback scrambling will, will get some yards too, and that's why I think, you know, I, I think it'll be he'll be about 200 yards uh, passing and about 70 yards rushing, and the, their whole thing will be about 320 yards for the whole game, if that. And uh, I won't even be that. It'll go under for sure. Under under 250. I know they want to do it. And I think Moorhead's a good coach. I I just um, I don't know if that line can hold up. Molan Lobby, are we still down for this green energy revolution? AC set at 78 and keeping gas generators with you to charge your car. This is happening right now in California. I'm for anything that saves the planet. I'm, I'm, I'm there. Absolutely. I'm down for AC. Whatever has to happen for me to have AC. That too. Professor, is there any sport you won't gamble on? I mean, I've gambled on soccer, but I just did a parlay just to prove to Graham I could do it yeah, it's without a, knowing anything. I, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I would gamble on just about anything. I won't gamble on kids. I won't gamble on the Little League World Series. Or your soccer, your six-year-old soccer team? I Well, if there had been a line, I might have considered it. it it's a good question. If, if I had intel, I might gamble on just about anything. But it depends on who I'm with. If we're like, if I'm hanging out with Jordan or something and it's like one in the morning and we need something to gamble on, I'll gamble That's what on I mean. anything. It's got to be fun. It's not being done to make money. It's not like it's yeah. a side hustle for income. It's like... Yeah. Hey, I'm hanging out with a buddy. There's this, you know, what we found we found this Asian tennis match on at four in the morning. Not that I'm usually up at four in the morning watching Asian tennis, but what I'm saying is, you you stumble across something. Hey, there's a line on it. Let's put some money on it. Let's right. have some fun. That, and that's that's sort of you just create fun with it. We just got some cocaine. Let's bet, Professor. 80 degrees summer day. Windows down. What is your go-to cruising album? What's your? I don't really listen to albums, but yeah. anymore. I have my Spotify playlist that I change frequently. My favorite songs at the time. Yeah, my, mine would, uh, you know, I would probably just have it on the uh, the E Street channel on Sirius Satellite Radio. But even then, I mean, it depends if what they were playing and in, in other things because there's certain... Top five Bruce speeches at concerts. Yeah, I don't want that. That's what I want to avoid. Like, I don't actually like when they play concerts because sometimes the recordings are kind of ass and it's not... Pearl Jam does it all the time they leave in eddie's like speeches and i'm just like oh shit like yeah this is when people go to the bathroom and get beer like i love eddie vetter but jesus yeah just give me a good recording of brilliant disguise and i'm happy you know (laughs) cucker tarlson graham i need to know need to know when writing your last name as plural it really only makes sense to the i as couches with an e you can't tell me that the correct non-possessive version of couch is couches no e I know technically yes, but society would crumble if so. Yeah, no, couches are the neat. We do, we do, when we do from the, like, we have a stamp when we send out cards. I, you know, me, my wife does all of this. I don't actually come up with, uh, like, we have an official, official, like, return address uh, thing we stamp, and it's, it's couches. It's with an E. Yeah. Cucker Tarlson. Is college a sham? Well, sure is. I think, I, for the price. Yeah, I no, I don't think it's a sham. I think student loans to an extent that cripple you are a sham. And I think you need to be careful where you go because here's my advice. It, in most professions, not all, I know in, in law professions this matters, but 
in most professions, you can get anywhere from anywhere. And certainly the case in journalism. And so you don't need to pay top dollar. You just need to work and you need to network and you need to get internships and you need to build relationships. So you can go to Screw a... Screw all that. Just start a blog well, and get a, get a press pass. Or you can do that, but it helps to get paid eventually too. <laughs> you know, so... Oh, there's that. Cucker Tarlson. What's more boring, president tweets or magic tweets? Magic tweets, by far. President. Politics, period. No thanks. Doug Warren. Doug Warren. <laughs> He'll be with us Thursday, right? There's a, there's a drop right there. <laughs> excitement over <laughs> I wasn't ready name. for Doug. <laughs> NFC Championship, uh, Minneapolis. Rodgers Packers versus Cousins Vikings. Who are you picking? I mean, I would pick Pac- the Rodgers all day over Cousins in that setting. Wouldn't you? I'm going with Harry. I'm taking the Vikings. Oh, wait, that's the wrong show. Yeah, obviously you take the better quarterback, and I think LaFleur is the better coach, right? Yeah. But I think the Vikings overall have have more talent, especially in offense. Al, next. Uh, Who plays and wins the Super Bowl? So, I I mean, I I just need to see until week 16. (laughs) Then I'll have a better feel. Like, I mean, the Bills are like this popular pick. I love the Bengals. But when the Bills are the public pick, though, it's, it's just, scary. Just like, ah. I got this weird feeling about Mahomes and the Chiefs that this is a year that they just, even though there are lots of other great options in the AFC, the NFC, is it the Rams again? I, I don't really know. I, he, he, I, don't, I, I really don't have a good feel right now. I just for, love that you're just like, Mahomes is going to be good. I, I, <laughs> I like the Chiefs. Give me donuts. <laughs> Al, how will the Lions do this year? We hope well. I'm praying for ten wins. I guess is that what you is that what you want? I mean, I'm praying for. Yeah. I don't know what else. It, it what would else be, should I expect out of this team, it, though? It would be fun for. Uh, it what what be, can I stamp rationally? Stamp on this Lions season right now? No, I think it would. It. it would be fun and like in Thanksgiving weekend, if we're if they're playing a Thanksgiving game and we're talking about a team that's still in the playoff hunt. Yes, that would be amazing. That's all I want in my life. Even if they don't make it this year, if they're if they get us into December. In the hunt, they've done their job. Just right? play competitive football, win some games. Yep. Want it. Al, what the hell is a zip? Uh, good question. Uh, hold on. I got some lats for you. Shake a tail feather. Oh, no, I heard them bad boys coming. Can't stop now. Gotta continue my running. Yeah, because we're going to party till the lights come on. And okay, I, I thought this was the case. I wanted to double check. Because uh, well the the, the rubber the, the rubber city it's the rubber bowl they used to play in and zips is shortened for zippers and a pair of rubber overshoes and you know anyway it, Boy, it's, that it, was worth it yeah sorry Paul E show thoughts on his uh, this home underdog money line parlay Vanderbilt plus three ninety home versus Wake Forest Pitt plus two oh two home against Tennessee and Arizona plus three hundred home against Mississippi State two oh two I don't hate it. I don't hate. I mean, that's a really nice parlay. It pays a ton. Um, I don't love Vandy. Yeah, about to say is Wake Forest. Um, but I thought Vanderbilt was complete ass. I think Pitt has a shot against Tennessee, and I think um, I don't know Arizona though. Arizona's been bad. I, I don't know enough about those teams to be honest. I do like that's home. I do like home underdogs though. And if you're going to do a parlay with home underdogs and, and of unknowns on the uh, well, it depends on the season. home crowd too, though, right? Yeah, when you like home underdogs. Uh, Spartan eighteen seven seven zero guys. What is the most that you would pay for a lap dance? This is a Jason question. Ten bucks. I don't really go to strip clubs anymore. I mean, I used to pay twenty five 
back in the day, Deja Vu used to give you like a porno. Like you had, they, 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 a guy would come around and hand you a, like a lime green ticket that was like neon that everyone could see. And like what, when you got a $25 dance, so you get to go get a DVD. It was the most embarrassing Wait shit a second. What, what do you mean the DVD? You got a DVD? They you, gave, you... you gave you like a neon green coupon when you when you got a lap dance for 25 and you know, they the give you a dvd would, of the lap dance no jesus no oh. you can watch that there that's a whole another story the booths that you could watch never mind but uh the dvds yeah so you'd have to go there after spending like 125 dollars all red-faced and then you go there with your wrinkled jeans into the the boutique or whatever the fuck they called it and then you had to go and then look while holding a neon green thing you know and buy a dvd through the dvds and I'm like, well, it's free, uh, you yeah. know. <laughs> so there, there are people, places that are watching the lap dances. Like you can, there was booths that there was like four of them on the side that would have like movies on, and then but they're one of the channels. Like there was two channels that you'd hit, and there was there was always a gamble because there could be a certain kind of genre of porn that you weren't ready for that would all of a sudden pop up, and you're like, Jesus, Jesus. And then, uh, but one of the channels was there was a camera on the stage. I don't know how more more like dancers didn't get kidnapped. Yeah, that's just like, why else would you sit in there, and watch a girl dance? Outstanding. Are we still we're still doing the show, right? Yeah, yeah. We're still oh, okay. Yeah, Spartan eighteen seven seven zero. Graham, which backup do you want to see most in this Saturday's game, and why? It's Noah Kim. Like I want to see. I mean, if if he is indeed the backup quarterback, I want to see him actually lead a drive where he throws the ball and like I want to see if he looks like a, a capable quarterback. Because that means a lot, and you know, I mean, I could say Kate Hauser, and that would be intriguing and all that stuff. But I, I think that say the it. more, the more relevant guy for this year is Noah Kim. Next one from Spartan guys: If you were not doing this for a living, what would uh, be your career? Um, this is a living. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. yeah By the true. way, we're on Patreon. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding>. yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, Patreon.com slash couch in the room. Um, the uh, yeah, I mean, I would. I don't know, I'd be like a community college athletic director or something like that. I'd be in jail. Jarrett, up next. If all the MSU coaching staff got locked in the elevator at halftime, what sports writer do you have taking over as MSU's head coach to finish the game? Oh, it'd have to be Solari, just to see the panic when things went wrong, right? I mean, it's got to see the meltdown. What a question. The meltdown is is there. I mean, so but with all the cameras on, Chris, though, would he still? Yeah, I mean, he would he would do it. He would take it seriously, and he would he would puff his chest out, and he'd be fantastic, and it would be fun to watch. And he take and he'd probably do a decent job for a while. He would too. But he'd be something something would go wrong, and the whole thing would unravel. And watching that would be entertaining. Jarrett, next, will Scott Frost get fired Monday morning? I think he makes it to the season. Well, or through October. I say Tuesday. Jarrett, who will you who will you pick with the longest touchdown play? Jaden Reed. Yeah, well, it, it'll be a receiver probably. Um, so we'll go. Uh, yeah, we'll give it to Jaden Reed. I don't know why I had to think about that. Like I, I, I don't know either. Crystal We're ball. just trying to stretch the show out, aren't we? Uh, Pukey McChunks. <laughs> what a name! All right. Uh, my wife can smell my farts as soon as she walks in the house. How do you cover the stank of your air biscuits? Try not to have too many of them. Really? But, uh, you don't what, fart what, in front of Elizabeth? I do not. What do, you, what do you do? I just fart. And usually it clears up, you know? I get up and go to a different room. I do do that. Yes, I'm not rude in that aspect. But if I end up, you know, squeaking one out as I walk in, I'm just saying, like, sorry. You know? Yeah. I mean, I've had some moments where, like, um, 
she's come in. I didn't expect it. And, you know, but I'm you're like, oh, married, God. though. Like, so you'd rather deal with stomach pain? That's what I tell trees. Yes. I'm like, listen, my stomach hurts. I just. I try to create a different smell that, that overdoes it, you know, like make some Indian curry or something <laughs> real fast. <laughs> smells like a diaper in here. Hans Jurgens, would you feel more pressure if MSU struggled to win more than one game a year or if it contended for the natty every year? If MSU went 1-11 regularly, and uh, you would probably be laid off. If they were a regular contender, LSJ would probably replace you with somebody like Jarrett Bell. Thank you, Hans. Uh, they've been a regular contender. They were 36-5. and five. They didn't replace me. You remember that? Um, I don't think I'd be laid off. We would certainly – I mean, I'm wise enough to know that I would have to, to do some other types of stories, right? I mean, we went through a pandemic where I just shifted out of sports almost entirely for a while. So, But 1-11? in 11? I would shift out of sports entirely. I, mean, yeah. I would cover hoops. The, the beauty of MSU is that they have a basketball program that people care about, and so you can go to that pretty quick. Next one from Hans. I fear our linebackers are going to be trucked by some of the bigger backs in the Big Ten. Am I an asshole? I mean, if it's a legitimate fear, it doesn't make you an asshole. Um, I, I, I don't know if that's kind of, does it? Yeah. Yeah. Trucked. Yeah. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think you're an asshole. Next one from us. If there are more than two injuries on the offensive line, should we start to panic? If they happen early and depending who they are. Yeah. If it's like no more injuries, the plane would be a big one. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Problem. Next one from Jurgen. Should I be more concerned that America could have a civil war or that go blow could win the natty in men's basketball? Well, it depends what your fear is. I mean, I can't tell you what to be more concerned about. If if one would make you feel worse than the other, then you should fear that. You are about to enter the spin zone with noted newspaper columnist and radio host. I just wanted to play that. All right. Uh, Jake Hawkins next. Do you think priority number one in the offseason should be locking Brandon Jordan up in a contract extension with a huge pay raise? Well, I do think he's he's grateful to be there because he, he wasn't getting a lot of opportunities. He's obviously providing a, a ton, it looks like, at least based on the first week results and some of the recruiting and, and just the, the tension that, that Michigan State's getting and that he's helping to provide MSU. What's his um, contract right now? He makes less than most of them. I, I, I have to, I have so to, what if Bama ask. rolls in and goes, we'll give you three mil? Right. No, I think Michigan State should be prepared to up it to keep him for a while. I mean – I would not. I would not mess around and not if, if 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 it works right away too. If they're like really good and his techniques are paying off and you're winning because of it, then you pay to keep that guy, just like you did Jay Johnson. Just like I mean, that's that's the way it works. Jake, uh, with this one, do you think Akron head coach Joe Moorhead is out to prove that he should be back coaching at a pow- at a Power Five program since he was with Penn State, Mississippi State, and Oregon before Akron? I mean, this is of those though. Only Mississippi, Mississippi State was the head coaching gig, and they're hard to get. And I'm sure he—that's not. I don't think that's his mindset. I mean, I, I would guess not. I mean, you've got it is hard to win in the MAC. Now, I'm sure he's not looking to be a lifer at Akron, but you've got to be all in there. Your focus can't be proving you should be at a Power Five. Your focus has to be figuring out how to win at Akron because not many people have done it. Next one from the Hawk. Do you think MSU should open up the football season against a Big Ten opponent rather than a MAC opponent? No, because it, from then, then when you play the MAC opponent, it's like, eh, okay. I mean, the the big you're every, you're going to be excited for the opener regardless of the opponent, so it should be a MAC opponent, and then sort of have a crescendo into the better games. I think that's just the better way to do it. I, I don't like the plus there are no preseason games. I don't like playing games that are are you know like 
they're fun for us to watch. But I think in terms of meaningful games, playing week one, I don't some know if that's entirely some aren't fair. Fun to watch. What's that? Some aren't fun. That's to true. Watch, you know. And I will say, once once you get into the the twelve team playoff where there's less punishment for a single loss, I think some of that goes away too. Next one from the Hawk. What are your thoughts on Chicago's latest proposal to build a new entertainment district with a new dome indoor stadium for the Bears to play? I, I wish they'd stay at Soldier Field, but I get why they're doing it. Um, and at Soldier Field, I mean, they, the, the city of Chicago screwed up here. I mean, they, they first of all, this is an example of years ago when they renovated Soldier Field, they should have torn it down. Everybody's trying to keep these columns, and you should have just kept like one column at the front that you put up to commemorate the old Soldier Field and built them a new stadium. Instead, you, you, you spent... M- more money than it would have cost almost to a new stadium on this spaceship-looking thing inside an old relic, and it just doesn't work. And uh, And I understand why the Bears are looking for their own thing. Next one from Jake. How do you feel about recent news, uh, recent news about Kelly Giddish leaving Law & Order SVU later on this upcoming season? Whoa, spoiler, Jake. I mean, we, I didn't know that. I, I don't like spoiler. I like to go how in fresh. How is that a spoiler? I like to go in fresh because it means her character. Something's going to happen. Well, They're yeah, gonna... but how did he find out the news? It must. Well, I, first of all, I don't. Maybe believe... it was in the news that she's leaving Law and Order. Right. There shouldn't be allowed to write about that stuff because I like to go. Well, in why fresh. are you blaming Jake? I'm not really blaming Jake. Oh, sorry, Jake. Is it true that you used to play tennis? If you did, what's your take on the fact that the men's tennis team hasn't had an American win a major in almost 20 years? I did play tennis. Um. Yeah, no, it sucks. It, it, it was fun when it was growing up. Part of the reason that you were so into it was it was these U.S. Open night matches were, you know, Sampras, Agassi, all those guys. Um, and but it, I think it's also been pretty sweet with you know Federer and, and Nadal and, and Djokovic and all that. And I I don't really understand why we haven't had decent Americans playing tennis. It's not like there aren't a lot of juniors coming up that that are really, really good. They just don't get great, and I don't really understand what that what that is. Upper Deck Jerk Guy next. Does Graham dip his McDonald's hamburgers in his coffee? I do not. Just his pad tie. Yeah. Jerk Guy. Will Tum Tum replace Izzo when he leaves? I, I Tum Tum has just been hired at Southern Utah to uh, be the assistant uh, for um, Todd Simon, who is from Fowler, Michigan, and um, – but he's like, you know, he's a, at a low major is the, the, the third assistant. That's it's a long way from replacing Izzo. Todd Simon has a better chance than Tum Tum of replacing Izzo at uh, Michigan State. And I'm not saying Todd Simon's going to. I'm just saying the answer to that, most likely no. Jerk guy, what's the best clickbait headline you've seen on an MSU sports article? You know, I don't know offhand, but it's what, what drives me nuts, and the freep is as guilty as this as anybody, is when it's how this, why this, always in a headline. How so-and-so did this. And then they don't explain it. Like that, that first of all, you can't do that with every headline. They do it with a lot or, or da, 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 here's how I hate that. Um, but then you really do have to provide the goods and sometimes it doesn't. And that's, that's my biggest, uh, clickbait, um, frustration. Jerk guy. Would you ever accuse Mel Tucker of tergiversation, tergiversation during a presser? According to the dictionary, it's making conflicting or evasive comments, equivocating. Um, and, uh, Yes, I mean he, he does that like most coaches do, but that's not even last year when I was giving him some grief. I just wanted him. It's fine to do that stuff. I just thought he, it's like there were times D'Antonio didn't give us much either, but that was sort of who D'Antonio was, and like, and D'Antonio in certain settings was really good, but Tucker in a lot of settings has a really good personality. He's a funny, engaging guy, 
And I know that he can't give us the game plan. I know he's not going to give us injuries. And I was just, I was just frustrated on not. I I, I thought there was more that that he could be in, in terms of. Um, and again, his job is not to just serve us. But um, I spoke up, and I probably did it in a way that I wouldn't do again. But I, given that I think it's, he's been better since. I I don't really regret it. Peacock. Last one from the jerk guy. What is the best type of New Balance shoes to get? For my grandpa. I like the 806s. Just bought them. Um, always get them. I used to be the 853s or something like that. But it's Triple E wide. Four, size 14. They're fantastic. You can play tennis, play basketball. It's good as anything. Um, yeah. So there you go. There's the New Balance. I, new Balance really, uh, I should do something with them. I just buy the same pair over and over and over. It's, it's absolutely, absolutely wonderful. We appreciate all of you uh, in, in your Twitter questions and, and, and participation very much. Uh, appreciate it. We appreciate Groovy Donuts. Go to GroovyDonuts.com. Fall Donuts are in. Make Groovy Donuts part of your tailgate, part of whatever fall activity you're doing. Um, two locations on Lake Lansing Road in East Lansing and also in Williamson. Thanks to uh, Firekeepers and the Firekeepers iCasino and Sportsbook app. We will be at Firekeepers again next Thursday night. I hope you will join us. We appreciate SkyMint. Go to SkyMint.com uh, for locations and daily specials. And also thanks to HopCat. Go to hopcat.com for information and specials. We'll do more with them throughout the year. Good show, man. Yeah, man. Appreciate you.